0: We're gonna win, freaks. We're gonna win. Situations, volatile, hairy, a bit scary, but we're gonna win. Things are happening. Things are happening. Seems like it might be uh, advantageous to produce stuff and not just dollars moving forward. If you are the U.S., this room is brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. They're right down the hall for me here. At TFTC Studios at the Bitcoin Commons in Austin, Texas, they're building incredible financial products for Bitcoiners with security in mind. They have their Vault product, which is two or three multi-sig quorum, a collaborative custody model where you hold two keys. Unchained holds one key. You always have complete control of your Bitcoin if you have your two keys. If you're ever in a pinch, Unchained is there to be the second in the two or three multi-sig quorum Uh, to to. Make sure that you can move your Bitcoin. They've open sourced that Vault product solution via Caravan. They're contributing to Bitcoin open source community and projects. They've got a R I R A, not IRA, R I A. I R A? I R A. It's I R A. They've got an IRA product as well. You can roll over your uh, your IRA into Bitcoin uh, and do it in a way where you actually control the keys of, of your Bitcoin that you hold in your IRA, which is very important. Uh, they've got their lending platform, which allows you to use Bitcoin as collateral to get U.S. dollar same-day liquidity, and they're building out more more products every day. They just did a, a massive overhaul too. And they had some scheduled maintenance earlier, earlier this week, um, and I think it's because they're upgrading some things. to to their products as well, and making them stronger. They have a white glove concierge service. that will take you from zero to having a multi city collaborative custody vault set up. You tell them the TFTC sent you. You're going to get fifty dollars off that package. That package includes multiple video conference calls. Uh, they're going to send you hardware wallets and then they're going to dump a thousand cuck bucks worth of sats into your bolt once you have it set up. Go check everything they have going on at unchained.com. This rip was also brought to you by our good friends at Brains. It's Brains. There's a the team behind Slush Pool, which is the, the, the first ever and oldest. Therefore, since it was the first and it's still around, it is the oldest mining pool in Bitcoin's history. Uh, there's a team behind Brains OS Plus firmware, which allows you to stack more sats with your hash. You download the firmware on your ASIC if your ASIC is compatible and it uh, it goes to the chips and finds the higher frequency chips on the hash board and focuses on them. That allows you to be more efficient, produce more hashes and therefore produce more sats at the end of the day. If you have an ASIC that is compatible with Brains OS Plus firmware and you're not using it, you're using, you're keeping, your keeping sats on the table you're you're missing out on potential sats flow which you don't want to do you want to increase your sats flow so download brains os plus firmware if you have an asic that is compatible with it and they have insights.brains.com that's brains with two i's b-r-a-i-i-n-s.com insights.brains.com is your one-stop shop for all the data that you need in the mining industry hash rate pool breakdown hash value calling a hash price but we're trying to meme hash value over hash price Um, and what is the value per terahash produced Um, what else their conference was cancelled they have principles the EU put like a vax mandate on for people traveling in and out of EU countries and and the brains team did not feel comfortable uh, coercing the, the participants and the people traveling to their their planned conference that was supposed to be in June of this year. So they shut it down. Very, very principled. Go check out everything they have going on at brains, B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com. This room is also brought to you by good friends at HODL, 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 HODL is here to bring you a peer-to-peer lending platform with no KYC, no AML. You use your Bitcoin as collateral to get stablecoin liquidity. You put your Bitcoin up in a two or three multi-sig escrow account. You hold one key, your counterparty in the trade holds another key and hodl hodl holds a third key. You don't have control of your Bitcoin in this setup. However, you do have visibility into the wallet so you can ensure that your sats are not being rehypothecated and as long as you're paying back your loan plus the interest associated with it, you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day. Alternatively, if you are a stablecoin, Person looking for liquidity, you put enter the other side of that, and then uh, that marketplace put your stable coins up to be lent out plus interest. Um, and so you, you get yield on your stable coins. Go to lend.hodlhodl.com. That's L E N D dot H O D L H O D L dot com to check this out again. No KYC, no AML. They're not going to snoop on your data. It's a pretty beautiful thing. This room is also brought to you by good friends at. The Bitcoin 2022 conference coming up less than a month. We're weeks away uh, from the conference in Miami between April 6th and 9th. The 6th is Industry Day. You're a big player. Big player. You're going to want to be at Industry Day, days two and three. Our general conference days, there's going to be many stages with very focused talks. They have their open source stage, the minor stage, the main stage. They're going to have CEOs from... All across the industry, flying in from all over the world, they have President Bukele giving a big announcement during the conference. Day four is a music festival. Uh, they get Steve Aoki, Run the Jewels, Logic. Uh, tai Kawamoto is going to get up and, and do a set. He's going to sing a cappella in front of everybody. It's going to be a beautiful thing to close out the conference. Uh, happening in Miami, 6th and 9th. Get your tickets while you still can as we get closer to conference day those those prices are going to rise Uh, it's going to be a beautiful beautiful conference in Miami okay go to b.tc b.tc slash conference use the code TFTC if you haven't gotten your tickets yet you're going to get 10% off that's code TFTC b.tc slash conference code TFTC last but not least our friends at Fountain our favorite uh our favorite Podcasting 2.0 app, I use it every day. I was listening to No Agenda on Fountain today. Uh, it was a a very good experience. It's, it's just nice to know that you, you load your, your Fountain wallet up with sats and you're just streaming value to your favorite podcaster via Podcasting 2.0. Thank you to all your freaks out there who stream us sats via Podcasting 2.0. We really value your contributions to the value for value model. we like to think we're bringing you value via this podcast. So you guys sending us value back is just reinforcing. Uh, It's it's very encouraging for us to know that that some people are getting value out of this content that we're putting out here. Currently fountain is running a, a a giveaway essentially every new user that uh, is playing a TFTC podcast on this this RSS feed uh, f- throughout the rest of the month so the next two weeks is going to receive 1,000 sats. So if you want to receive 1,000 sats, you go, you download the eFountain the app and you listen to TFTC any episode and they're going to send you 1,000 sats within 24 hours. You'll also be able to reward, uh, this is them talking to me. I'm not supposed to be reading this part. I will be able to reward an <laughs> individual freak out there uh, a bonus prize of 50,000 sats, which will be announced and paid at the end of the month. Um, so yeah, we're going to do this. If you haven't downloaded the Fountain app yet, go download it. You're going to get 1,000 sats. It's between today, March 14th, and the end of the month, uh, March 31st. So we've got uh, 17 days, less than 17 days since we're uh, we we're, we're in the late afternoon here on March 14th. But go download the Fountain app. You can find it in in the popular app stores, listen to a TFTC episode. You're probably listening to this on some other podcasting app right now. If it's, if it's Spotify, Apple, what are you doing? You could be listening on Fountain and, and getting sats for doing so. Go download the Fountain app, get your sats, and then at the end of the month, we'll pick a, a bonus winner who's going to get 50,000 sats. Will it be you? We'll see. We'll see. I can only pick... One of you freaks who downloads the Fallon Map, so go download it. Love all y'all.
1: <laughs> You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that... In a world where
2: central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor.
3: I mean, that's part of the bull case for
0: Bitcoin.
2: If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be.
0: be. The
4: cold winds of fall are blowing. Yes. (laughs) There's a bear market on our way, Pete Rizzo. Is this true? Uh, Well, I actually was talking with Dylan McClare here, and he was saying that the bull market is, quote, confirmed. He was on Dan Held's timeline. The most popular space for Bitcoin news. Did I say that? I don't know. Did you?
2: What did you say? I think he said Orange Coin. Good. Yeah, Orange Coin is good. It is confirmed. That is confirmed.
0: You you were getting very bearish yesterday. It feels purely
4: sentimental. Is this? Would you he, like me? He, to I'm putting voting. you on the spot. Explain <laughs> why you're bearish. Is this how the podcast starts. There's just no introduction. No. no introduction. Who am I?
0: You're introduced You're in the tweet. Yeah, okay, what do you want? There, You've been on this podcast before, Pete.
4: People know who uh, you are. Uh, Rizzo. I uh, <laughs> work for uh, Bitcoin Magazine. Editor over Kraken as well. Uh, currently, uh, yeah, promoting the idea that we're headed back towards uh, leaner times for the Bitcoin space, you know.
0: Why Why do you think so? Uh,
4: you know, a time to reap, a time to sow, you know. I I actually have a real metric for this. So it's the uh, signal to noise, right? In the bull Mm -hmm. market, everyone reacts to everything as a signal. And in the bear market, what you start noticing is that no amount of stimulus could possibly motivate us, right? So, you know, uh, the the good news today is, you know, you sort of see people being very passive to it. So it's starting to feel like everything is noise, right? And so in the bear market, everything will be noise. And the bull market, everything's signal. And of course, neither of those things are true, right? So they're both just the market's perception. Uh, And I think the market perception is trending towards viewing all sort of good news about Bitcoin as noisy, right?
0: Yeah. I think back to 2015, that summer. It got pretty quiet uh, on on the internet in regards to Bitcoin, on Twitter specifically.
4: Mm-hmm, yeah all we had was bitcoin uncensored and you know yelling at each other
0: <laughs> that's it well wasn't even yelling at each other it was like people were like actually sad they're like oh it's dying people thought it was dying the whole space in yeah. the summer of 2015
4: and look where we are on the eve of the largest bitcoin conference ever yeah. to be held the largest conference ever I that's told what you we <laughs> call a professional segue towards the topic <laughs> for marketing purposes Oh, are you, are you running
0: this podcast now <laughs> oh oof, Peter yeah. Take a back seat. God, you mass hole.
4: Hey, I was invited here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to stick on that, though. You missed Bitcoin on sensor. I'm picking on Pete to start the podcast is, because... Yeah,
1: this is a strategic... We'll allow yes. it. We, we enjoy watching Pete well, get picked on.
0: Well, you guys have an interesting dynamic. Uh, Pete was he was describing
4: to me last night, the three of you particularly. What,
0: what is your dynamic? like? What's it like... Inside
1: Inside the halls of Bitcoin Magazine. I thought we were picking on Pete.
4: Well, first you have to imagine Bitcoin Magazine. It's just this really lofty establishment, right? There's marble everywhere. So when you walk (laughs) in, it's just, you know, it's it's complete marble. And there's just many, many employees, right? So just your desks upon desks. uh, Money, fine gold embroidery (laughs) as you walk down the halls. And we all have really large offices, like much larger than this. like yeah, With a lot more leather. Yeah, a lot more leather. Uh, Dylan, of course, has the largest office where he commands uh, the Deep Dive, which is our subscription investor newsletter. Uh, so, of course, Dylan has his finger on the pulse of, of Bitcoin, right? Like whatever's <laughs> happening on chain, he knows exact exactly, right? So, like, there's all this data coming out on the chain, and Dylan is just like parsing that in real time. I, I walk I just look in there, at a block clock. He's <laughs> <in laughs> just—it's like he's in the Matrix, right? He's just—he's in surrounded by numbers, and you know, he's—he's really—he's <laughs> feeling that data. He—he really gets the pulse of it orange coin good yeah. and then yeah. he translates that to us right so we can kind of go in uh, it's like that movie minority report <laughs> not Ooh. to make like a really like terribly Dystopian. specific reference but yeah it's like that. he's in a pool of water and then he tells us to be bullish or bearish right
0: yeah the, the ball comes <laughs> the out ball. Like. <laughs> yeah right. oh yeah
4: and then the CK I wouldn't pretend to, to speak for you of course because you're you know you're sort of at the, the highest like you have to go up many floors to like to get to CK
1: yeah I'm in mean, SF so <laughs> <laughs> complete, complete shithole. Yeah, but right. moving, moving to Nashville soon. So soon, I'll be in the grandeur of the marble. Right.
0: Are yeah. you excited to be like in the thick of things in Nashville, BTC media?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I've been, I've been posturing very, very loudly about the rise of Nashville as a Bitcoin city. So it is awaiting my arrival. I'm very excited, and uh, we're gonna make it big. Yeah, you're gonna
0: make it big—the Bitcoin capital of the world, Austin, Texas. We look at Nashville, and we say, "Hey, that's cute."
1: Yeah, no, we're, we're scouting right now. <laughs> this is this, this is what's happening—is we're looking around, figuring out enemy territory, and no, 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 no. we're all in this together. Yeah, the jurisdictional Just,
4: competition is alive and well.
1: Yes, it between is. Between it's part the of the cities. thesis. Yeah, it, it is.
0: It is. We we want competition. Austin, Nashville.
2: We're all in this together. That's a red flag.
0: No, I mean, like, we're on the information war side of things, yeah. are we?
2: No, I mean, I just hearing that term over the last two years. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're almost together. <laughs> Team we are Bitcoin.
2: Brothers in the information, in the information <laughs> war. Yeah.
0: What's Bitcoin Magazine's information war strategy? I mean, we're propagandists. Oh, you all are, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to acknowledge that.
4: I think the official position is we're Bitcoin's marketing department.
1: No, oh, God, no. God, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just uh, leaning in on the plebs, I think. You know, okay. There's, I think Bitcoiners are the smartest people in the space by far. Uh, so just trying to uh, to create a great platform for uh, for Bitcoin plebs to kind of, you know, shed their alpha, help the world out.
0: Well, let's talk about the history of Bitcoin Magazine in recent years. Because you are an integral part of what many would say is reviving Bitcoin Magazine around the having right? Like, so what... CK and I recorded an episode uh, that that did not air. So we've already talked about this, but <laughs> a lot has happened since now and then. But I think we need to rehash what was happening around the last halving. Where was Bitcoin Magazine and what was your mentality to try and turn things around?
1: Yeah, so I know a lot of people who are listening to this uh, were around back in the day. And uh, Bitcoin 2020 was a thing that got wrecked by the pandemic you know, this company, we we go big on our conferences. We go all in. You know, David Bailey does not like to uh, play it safe when it comes to throwing a big party. So that was the case then, and that was the case now. And uh, 2020, things did not turn out very well for conferences in March. So uh, we had to postpone the conference. That put the team in a pretty tight position. And... Uh, the team got a lot smaller and there's actually a period of time where there's like five or six people who are just pretty much working for no pay. Just like we got to keep the lights on, make sure that Bitcoin magazine looks alive and, uh, and get through it. And, uh, a lot of people watched that having live stream, which you did uh, a live RHR on, but, uh, the majority of that, that like whole production happened when, you know, people weren't even getting paid. So, uh, from there you know the that production was a success uh, we were able to kind of like figure out the 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 numbers kind of uh on the back end and uh you know hired back kind of like a a core group of people and you know just hustled right so uh, it just kept it growing and then from there you know we really you know we had already pivoted to bitcoin only but we hadn't pivoted to like only hiring like savage bitcoiners we hadn't like fully committed all the way. We hadn't gone uh, Bitcoin as our treasury asset completely. Like we hadn't kind of fully committed, but we kind of came out of that experience. And we just we just went so hard, like on, you know, being as hardcore Bitcoin as we possibly could be. Uh, and it it just worked, man. Like uh, we started recruiting great talent, um, brought on Rizzo, brought on Matt, to, Matt Odell to advise, you know, discovered great talent like Dylan. And, you know, created uh like a community of bitcoiners that like rallied around the brand so uh it's been a journey it's been a lot of fun and you know excited to talk about the details
0: yeah i mean like what is in your guys view like how do you what do you how do you view the mission of bitcoin magazine because when i think of tftc i'm like all right i started the newsletter particularly in like 2017 or a bunch of friends hit me up they're like is this true is this true i was like there's for me, I was like, "All right, I'm going to start the bent because I'm going to teach my friends and family about Bitcoin and try to do it in a way that is approachable." That's why the tone of the bent is is uh, is what it is. Uh, and I, I just thought there wasn't enough like quality information out there about Bitcoin and like giving an actual like Bitcoiners perspective. On the world. Like well, it's actually
4: funny. I I remember getting your uh, you applied over at CoinDesk. I remember back back in the day. Yeah,
0: no, we emailed back and forth. That them, was like right, right guys, before I started yeah. the band. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I was like, this guy's got such a strong voice. I think I com- I think I commented on your your stuff. I was like, you know, strong voice, but you know, you know, let that freak flag fly. You know. Yeah. Gotta go out there.
0: Like we can go back to my Gmail account and we can. We'll have, uh, have to see what that looks like. Yeah. Here, let me pull it up. Actually,
4: <laughs> we'll find it right now. It's gonna be like thanks for your submission, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> we get hundreds of emails a day. What? Uh,
1: for those of the for those of you who don't know, before uh, Rizzo was at Kraken and Bitcoin Magazine, he was over at CoinDesk. So the man has built media companies in this space.
0: Mm. I'm not sure. No, no, this isn't. Maybe it wasn't this email address. Maybe it was. I, yeah, it wasn't this email address. Is my other email address um yeah but like so i guess what is the state of media in the bitcoin world in your mind like do you like that we have like independent budding like like personalities of dylan
1: i think the state of media is good Mm. um i don't know if rizzo agrees with that but you know I think that publications like Bitcoin Magazine are killing it. I think that there's a really healthy um, grassroots, you know, podcaster, content creator um, kind of community and, and, you know, growing effort. And if you just, I remember in 2017, I entered the space and the only things that were Bitcoin only that I could find were Tone Vase's Crypto Scam and uh, Bitcoin Markets by Ansel Lindner. So, I mean, we've come a long way. I remember when, you're, when you started your show, that was like 2018. And I was like, wow, okay, this is a next level podcast. So, uh, I I think that it's it's healthy. We're doing a great job of like creating tons and tons of content. And to, to address your original question, which is like, what's Bitcoin Magazine's goal? And I would say BTC Inc.'s goal even more is... Just accelerating hyper Bitcoinization. You know, we have well, this Bitcoin centered uh, mindset. And, you know, all of that is that, you know, Bitcoin is going to be the most important technology, period. And we just want to be the leaders in that.
4: Not to bring it too far back, but <clears throat> I think Bitcoin Magazine right now also exists in terms of providing signal to people that there is a Bitcoin only option, right? that There are people out there who believe only in Bitcoin. They're the... the- cryptocurrency media space has been largely defined by companies that are multi-cryptocurrency, right? And I think Mm. Bitcoin Magazine and even Bitcoin Magazine was itself at one point a multi-cryptocurrency publication. Vitalik started it. Even at, well, Bitcoin was only around back then. There wasn't anything else. It was actually the intermediate years, right? Like the 2014 to 2017 where they were, you know, uh, where it wasn't clear, you know, I guess to the to the founders of Bitcoin Magazine at the time, right? The the business decision was to be multi-cryptocurrency. Right now, I think, you know, the strongest thing that Bitcoin Magazine does is it sends that signal that, one, Bitcoin only is a legitimate intellectual position. Two, uh, the people there are passionate about that and we're the outlet to communicate that. Uh, but, you know, we have to remember that we're fighting within that context. Like, I was in D.C. a few weeks ago. There are some staffers there, you know, they just think it's a 1,001 cryptocurrencies. You know, just changing yeah. that messaging to being Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies <laughs> is huge.
0: Yeah. It's a massive lift. It is It, it is it's hard to stay focused too. I mean not f- like for uh, I mean I I haven't found it that hard to stay focused, but like for for some reason or another, whether it's a fund, somebody building a product, somebody building a media company, it seems like the, the siren calls of everything outside of Bitcoin is so alluring to, to many in the space that and there's a lot of money to be made out, out there as well. Think like, so
1: a lot of fast money. That's of- I think that's the key is do you have the long-term to kind of like give up the fast money for the the Bitcoin vision, like if, at hyper-Bitcoinization, your position and your reputation? Or, you know, do you take the, the easy fast money?
0: Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's what's given me the most fulfillment, I guess, out of this little weird operation I've got going is being able to look back and being like, yeah, I called bullshit on this. And people made a lot of fast money on it, but then it
2: imploded and... One of the best threads on Twitter is is your just mapping of, of ETH 2.0. It's like literally like multiple years long. Like
0: hey, I, they successfully launched a testnet today.
2: Did they? Did they?
0: Yeah, apparently.
4: Did you update your Twitter thread?
0: No, not yet. I should though. <laughs> I I do try to like conclude when they actually do something. Uh, correct. I found our email, uh, November okay. 16th, 2017. Thank you for your submission.
4: We get a lot of emails every day.
0: <laughs> no, our last so we had like a long back and forth. Okay, did, I'm not okay. going to bore the freaks with it, but yeah. Basically, what happened was I'm pretty sure I just started the podcast, and you got back to me like a month <laughs> after my last email, and then you gave me uh, a. Yeah. You said <laughs> you sent me a bunch of testing materials. It's oh, a three day okay. turnaround. Here's the coin desk writing test.
3: Yeah,
0: here's the. Uh, for business here's the coindesk writing test for markets here's the coindesk research test and the knowledge test Gotta have those and, knowledge tests. then i responded hey man thanks for getting back to me while i really but respect coindesk i'm gonna pass on the test just don't want to do i was tests. just too lazy yeah, just i too. was just
4: like <laughs> 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 it
1: was like, well, a, see you
4: eliminated it you eliminated yourself through not just not wanting to test right? yeah and then you find yourself here you know yeah You're never gonna be asked to test yourself again you know
0: n- no yeah. Well, that gets to another, like, so... Are there
4: tests for this? Like, maybe, yeah. Am I like, a journalist? A podcast
0: test. Are Am you? I a journalist? Are you? I mean, I, I write a daily newsletter. Is that a journal? Like, what is a journalist? My friend
2: called me a journalist, or, like, we were, at a, we were at a bar, and they're like, oh, like, what do you do? And he's like, he's a journalist. And I was like, I'm not a journalist.
4: <laughs>
0: well, that's the thing. Like, I think I saw the test. I'm like, I'm not
4: doing this Are you a tests. person who seeks truth and seeks to promote, uh, you know, justice?
0: I like to think so. I don't know. Justice is the right <laughs> word. Maybe societal like to justice speak, to but... speak
1: to the powerful and is there a uh, journalist alive animal.
4: it's a hard environment for journalism right one of the things that's really complicated is information velocity right it's hard to i think journalism itself is still adapting to this question of like what is journalism in an age where the speed of information is you know what it is right exactly yeah well i mean like journalism was not, i think something that needed the slow pace of Like earlier, uh, like distribution, information distribution. Right, you needed to be able to sit down and like really only be able to create one daily paper, right? There was this scarcity there that now is no longer there. Maybe to draw it back to Bitcoin, right? You had the block that needed to be filled every day Mm -hmm. with the information, and there was a check and balance there. And I think a lot of that has eroded, right? And now I think a lot of it is journalism based on personal reputation. Right, yes. so it used to be the reputation of the media outlet, and now it's personal rep, rep, uh, reputation, mm-hmm. right? So, what is your relationship with the audience? Or does the audience trust you? And are you somebody who's open and honest? But that really has radically changed journalism, which you know previously was very focused on building institutions and things like that.
0: Yeah, it's created a. It's weird. So I studied economics. I worked in finance. Studied there. Went to like a tech boot camp after I left finance and was into Bitcoin the whole time. And then I was actually, the reason I started writing, part of the reason I started writing was I was looking to transition from finance to tech and I wanted to be a product manager. In uh, just just being a product manager for tech apps, I worked at a software development company that that helped staff uh, software development teams with offshore talent from Ecuador and Colombia. And so like I, I had experience interacting with developers and, and the te- lining them up with projects and so i thought yeah like i can get into product management i I know design front-end development i think i have like a business savvy mind and can I've, I've led teams before on the lacrosse field but uh the number one feedback i was getting is like if you want to be a product manager you have to prove to us that you can write about the product that you're going to manage and so i was like all right part of the reason I started to bet was like okay Bitcoin is a product that people want to know. Like, I'm going to prove that I can write about it. So, like, I got into writing, and then that way. And now I've been writing almost every weekday since, like, June 8th, 2017. And it's weird. Like, I'm keeping people up to date with what's going But, like, am I a journalist? I don't feel myself as a journalist. Like, I just view myself as some dude sharing his thoughts. Like...
4: I think everybody has to kind of come to that question, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think right now the what I would say with Bitcoin Magazine is I think we've we've balanced that where it's like we are a vehicle for people to build independent brands, you know, who are speaking and doing creative work on Bitcoin, right? So it's like I think we've split that balance pretty well. It's like we're not trying to like control or or, or you know shape shape things, right? Everybody within Bitcoin Magazine adds their own flavor, adds their own their yeah. own specific line of it. So that 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 keeps the the, the audience you know relationship strong, right? Dylan's got to go out there. He's got to write, publish his investor newsletter every day and he's going to go and defend that position and, you know, people now trust Dylan, right? After yeah. after a year of his work, uh, you know. Uh, so I think that's that's an important part, right? Like media as, itself, as a whole is just trying to find its way and I think, you know, Bitcoin Magazine right now is, is, is a strong brand but it's a strong brand because it's adapted to kind of the changing environment. Yeah.
0: And The changing environment has pissed off a lot of people who went through what they thought to be a traditional avenue to become like a legitimate journalist and
1: uh. well I think that's one of you know I guess my advantages is that I have literally no real media experience <laughs> and you know I, I, Rizzo has a lot of media experience we have folks on the team who have a lot of media experience but you know our approach has nothing to do with like the right way of doing things it's just how do you get things done with the resources that we have and Thankfully, one of those resources is like the Bitcoin community, which is this like insane hive mind. So the fact that you know we're yeah. tapping that and no one else is is.
4: I would say Bitcoin Magazine has also been a great vehicle for multiple opinions. Like you get a yeah. range and variety of perspectives on Bitcoin Magazine. You could say that they're all you know somewhat you know Bitcoin focused, but there's you know there's a huge spectrum there, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I think
0: I'm just. The last week alone I mean the, the in the mining industry you have people who are like oh it's gonna be like green energy mm-hmm. uh, driver Bitcoin mining and then you have others who are like the green energy revolutions making us worse off like Bitcoin mining is going to help us become energy secure not just renewable energy secure that is one narrative that I think could bite us in the ass in the future if Bitcoin was like oh it's going to incentivize renewable uh, energy production, which maybe it does, and a lot of people are, like, uh, insinuating that X percentage of hash rate will uh, derive from wind, solar, hydro uh, in the future if that does not come to fruition. It's just like, oh, you said it was going to be this. Like
1: Bitcoin has, and I think Rizzo can talk about this, but Bitcoin has a long history, or Bitcoiners have a long history of, like, kind of, like, misleading promises. So... Yeah. You know, it, it's, am
4: I on the hook for that? <laughs> I'm, I'm.
1: I'm not saying you're on the hook, no. Yeah. But you, uh, you know, of those promises, you even know you know you documented uh, kind of Satoshi's quote-unquote uh, misleading uh, promises, even in the early true. days.
4: Fair. Well, I mean, look, I think like we're we are as humans are understanding Bitcoin. That's the lens I take to it, right? Bitcoin is this invention. We have to try to understand it. Uh, I think Bitcoiners, you know, have had. You can look back at certain periods of Bitcoin. You can say that we commonly believed things then that we just no longer believe now. So my, st- my stance to like the current market cycle, which I think is kind of like ending, right? I think we're passing into like a period where you know, activity is maybe going to be a little lower. I think we're going to yeah. look back at this period and we're going to reflect and we're going to see that like, you know, all right. You know, when you go to the party and it's like the bottom of the keg is like all is all froth, foamy. Yeah, you know, it's pretty been pretty foamy of late. Let's just be honest with ourselves, right? Uh, and I think you know some of that is just going to be stuff that gets filtered out, right? Like the strongest ideas survive and we'll move on. Um, I think in terms of the mining market, I think you know you've done a great job of raising concerns, right? And I think there is a lot of questions about what's going on. Um, a lot of mining has been you know moved out of China. It's moved across the world. It's now in the United States. That's great, but we don't know what the end result of that is going to be. <clears throat> you know, we can try to de-risk it as much as we can, but it you have to acknowledge that it brings risk, right? Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, we just saw what? Kazakhstan right. confiscated $200 million worth of equipment this week.
4: Right, and Kazakhstan was supposed to be one of the big saviors, you know, post-China, right? So uh, we are dealing with proof-of-work mining. You, you know, you want the advantages of anybody in the world who can access energy being able to generate Bitcoin, but the trade-off with that is that, you know, you have a physical infrastructure, your physical infrastructure is, uh, you know, liable to be attacked, uh, subverted, or brought under the regime of the government. I've been particularly like, you know, I, I don't understand why there aren't more businesses going down El Salvador. I've been pretty open about that, especially on the mining side. I don't know why they haven't.
0: Well, the heat is one factor. That is, they got volcanoes there. <laughs> yeah, they're air cooling those units.
4: I guess how, right do, you, how, how do you how do you how do you how do you particularly deal with that? I'd be curious because, you know, you've, you, know, you seem like you're pro America. I don't know if that's a, yeah, I mean, and you, we've now brought all this mining infrastructure under the American regime.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so whenever, whether it be like a Cathedral or personally, I have personal mining operations. What I look for is a particular political climate in the state. <laughs> Like it or not, people don't like when I get political, but I look for red states that are uh, very respectful of private property rights and have shown a penchant to stand up against the federal government. Uh, I look for temperate, temperate, more temperate environments. I think Texas is a huge meme right now, but I think a lot of people, frankly, are LARPing and are going to run into a lot of problems pertaining to heat specifically. A lot of dust
4: around here.
0: Yeah, a lot of dust. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I like off-grid, obviously. I talk <laughs> about that. So I think being able to hide your operations or uh, or not hide, but make it more difficult to identify using grid so fingerprints. you don't think
4: Bitcoin is apolitical? What do you mean by that? Well, you said you were looking for red states. So how's your operation? I mean, the protocol is certainly
0: apolitical. The protocol has okay. no idea if a Republican or a Democrat is using it. Right. The Fair implementation enough. of the infrastructure.
1: Maybe maybe politics doesn't respect property rights equally,
0: and that's the hmm. deal. I think that's certainly the case. I mean, we've seen in the last two years. Florida, Texas, they certainly respect uh, bodily autonomy, which is private property. It,
1: Bringing it back to the conference, one of the best effing decisions that we made as a business was January of 2021, we decided to move the Bitcoin conference from Los Angeles to Miami, Florida. And that was one of the best decisions we ever made by far. Not even like one of the very best decisions we made. So
0: When you bring it to Austin, that's the question, I
1: mean... No comment.
4: Bitcoin we're, 2022.2.
1: You know, uh, I, I, you know how all those cities were like lobbying Amazon to come to their city. Yes. So Austin, we're accepting applications. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other prospective city that would like the Bitcoin conference next year? Hit us up. Contact at btcmedia.org. I mean, the traffic in Miami. It's. So I recommend if you're going to Bitcoin 22, stay on Miami beach. There's a good chance. If you get a nice hotel, you can walk to the beach and the conference. You don't even have to worry about the I'm, traffic. I
0: don't want to, I don't want to like shit on the traffic. <laughs> We're trying to sell tickets here. Use the code TFTC slash conference. You're going to get 10% off. Yeah. Bang. Yeah, but uh, is Bitcoin apolitical? I want to get back to that. What are your thoughts, Peter?
4: Well, certainly the protocol is apolitical, but I think you can also be strategically apolitical with Bitcoin, and that's, I think, where we would probably disagree. I think that your focus on Texas over Ohio or, like, Pennsylvania, states that could potentially swing elections is interesting. You're choosing to have a line with a certain political party that might not always advance Bitcoin. So.
0: I mean, Ohio and Pennsylvania, I mean, they're... Purple states. yeah. You know, if it was yeah. me
4: and I was investing in Bitcoin mining, I've been saying this up and down, it's that if you can prove that you can if you can prove that you can swing 1% of the vote in a purple state, you will never, any ballot politician that is up ballot from that will never be against you. And I don't think think we're we're looking, I don't think we're thinking about this very strategically, especially if we're thinking about making this, you know, Bitcoin mining partisan.
0: Yeah, Pete, uh, I mean, (laughs) even though I have my operations in states that are redder, it doesn't mean I'm not talking to the purple states. I do a lot of talking behind the scenes with people in purple states. In blue states, for that matter,
4: it's people in all
1: states. There's people. Dylan, Everywhere. what do you think? Bitcoin apolitical?
2: I don't know if I have too much to add here. Um, I mean, I kind of agree with the protocol being apolitical. Um, I live in probably the bluest of blue states myself. Yeah, uh, well, uh, lives not, next door to Bernie Sanders actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'm personally kind of fed up with uh, a lot of the stuff that that goes on.
0: Yeah, me as well.
2: Yeah. Um, and so probably personally looking to make an escape to to somewhere of a red state, but I mean I I didn't vote in the in the past election. I don't really plan on on voting at all. I I I mean I said this on Twitter. I say this publicly. I vote with my wallet. Um and so, you know, I don't really the bipartisan game. I mean, I obviously align probably more with the red states, but Yeah.
0: Me as well. And in terms of its implementation, again the protocol itself doesn't know who's using it. So can't censor based on political beliefs, but I think the implementation of Bitcoin as a sound money in the digital age is certainly uh, a bit conservative.
4: Well, I think it'll be interesting in the conference, we'll have politicians from both sides of the spectrum, right? There's Warren Davidson confirmed. uh, Who else is on the list?
1: So so, uh, I think as of right now, there's a few more on the blue side that are going to be confirmed, but one is Andrew Yang. So I know there's a love-hate relationship with him, but... Um, I think he's he said some interesting things and um, it's just the I mean, people
2: that believe UBI, UBI. it's like eh. Bitcoin accelerationist yeah
1: I mean oh, really? Fiat is dead so I mean they're doing UBI already just only to corporations so you might as well you know finish it off and give it to the plebs too
0: yeah no but that's like one thing I truly which is this whole like Bitcoin for progressives movement I don't think the people who believe that understand that Bitcoin's like it or not forcing a certain...
1: You know. I think this is turning into the Rizzo show, but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel like he, he would strongly disagree, disagree on that one. I'm
4: opting. Ob- ob- <laughs> no,
0: you're not. You're not allowed to opt out. <laughs> what do you think?
4: What do you mean what do I think about what?
0: what you disagree. Why? Where do you disagree? Why? The
4: idea that Bitcoin aligns with conservative principles over liberal principles. Is, I don't. I just don't understand where you would take that away. Like, what's your evidence for that?
0: I mean, you think... That it respects
4: property rights? I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, no, I mean, there's the classical liberalism in terms of like redistributing.
4: Well, so now you're talking about the implementation of the thing versus the thing itself, right? So, yeah,
0: I guess. I think the
4: current Democratic Party certainly has its problems, right? But you could say, you could have said that about the Republican Party 10, 12 years ago. Know, and I can the, say, yeah, today but too. It was, you know, forcing unpopular wars on the people, and you
0: know, it's funny how it's all shifted.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <straight> <laughs> Whoever is in power is just fucking terrible. That's just well, I think reality.
0: you have to. I think you have to separate like the the Republican Party and the Democratic Party that exists today and have existed in different forms in the past from like pure political philosophy, which
4: for sure you could argue that the current. The Republican Party is maybe more amenable to to Bitcoin today and supporting it. I think that would be an argument that I would probably say is likely. But I think to say that there is one group that is necessarily predisposed to that, um, you know, I just don't think it's very. I, I just don't know. I don't see the what who benefits from us adopting that frame.
0: Uh, well, the, the and then that gets into the old question: Is like the frame we adopt even matter? Is it inevitable? Is it inevitable?
1: So I want to try my hand at this. Honestly, I, I really like the Bitcoin for Progressive movement. Not just not because I necessarily agree with all their ideas, but more because like I really see Bitcoin adoption as like this really incremental step for for people as a whole, right? And mm-hmm. people need to see these different kind of framings to start right. dipping their toes in. Yeah. So I don't. Care about being that right, and like mm-hmm. Rizzo can tell you historically how hardcore Bitcoiners were really wrong. So, like, I don't care about being that right. I just care about getting people in. Yeah, I do. So the,
4: so, the Bitcoin American Dream. I was one of the co-authors of the of the of the section. It's on this bookshelf. On the shelf nice uh, of the section. Uh, Bitcoin is for you know, uh, Bitcoin is social justice. Right? Mm-hmm. You think about these groups that have been. Excluded. I agree with this. You agree with it, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, then, Matt, why would you say that per, there is no progressive case for Bitcoin? I mean there is a okay.
1: and, and Marty I I I, 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 I think I'm, I should reframe because I, I care about obviously being right, but like I'm I'm not holier than thou about what I think is right. I'm open to allowing just like people to grind and figure it out.
0: Call me holier than thou, I'm I'm just talking about me. I'm just talking about That's me.
1: Hot. But That's yeah. So, with you. Back to you.
0: No, no, but I agree for me it's like entitlement stuff. Like like you can't redistribute. Bitcoin automatically. It's an inherently like a push system. So mm-hmm. you can't force Bitcoiners to like...
1: Yeah, but Bitcoin
0: will make a more equitable world.
4: Right. I completely agree. Which ultimately I would argue is the classical case for progressivism.
0: Agreed. Classical liberalism was probably progressive. Most people have property rights. Right. We've just been so confused... As a society. Well, I, I think
4: it's like, look, for people like myself, I mean, you know, who traditionally lean left, I think some of these issues have been really interesting, right? I've been classically very supportive of the green energy movement, which, mm-hmm. and I think the relevant criticisms that have been brought up by the Bitcoin community of late, I would also say that I agree with. I think that um, I didn't understand how the energy grid operated. I didn't understand that the solutions that, like, we were pushing for on the left side that they didn't actually solve the root cause of the issue which is that you know we still need to generate electricity through some type of energy and that you know green energy doesn't solve that um and i think those are all good criticisms right and i think that's helping push the conversation forward so i don't you know again i try not to buy into this like us them dynamic like i am yeah. someone who can be like i think all people you have to believe on some level that all people can be given information and can make a rational decision that something is is correct or incorrect
0: yeah It gets back to what we were talking about in the beginning. How do we get people this good information so that they can make better decisions, right?
4: Right. Well, I think that, like, that, like, the fact that Bitcoin is moving forward the conversation about green energy, it's bringing more nuance to that conversation and it's presenting solutions to, I think, things that on the progressive side, like, people have wanted to see, right? Like, people on the progressive side who have sat for, like, 12, 15... It's been 15 years since Obama's push for green energy, right? Like, and what have the results been? And the answer is next to nothing. And I think there are a lot of people on the left who are sort of like, well, why is that the case? And I don't see why Bitcoin can't plug into that from that perspective. So again, I just think that like this idea of, you know, if if you start thinking that other, some other group can't believe these things or that they just don't have the incentive, I just, I I don't buy that.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, my thing
2: all goes back to like redistribution of wealth. I mean, the Marxists can have fun staying poor. Yeah,
4: exactly. Like, like, like. <laughs> or they can just make their own tokens on cryptocurrencies and get fabulously wealthy. Oh, in, the the ter- in the short term. In the short term.
1: That's definitely short term. I mean, he's calling he's calling ETH heads Marxist, but no, I, I'm not. No, he <laughs> no, doesn't. He does.
0: You think they're Marxists. And they are Marxist.
1: I mean, there's definitely yeah, a lot of like, they're... let's just call it. More current demographic, uh, democratic ideas within the Ethereum community—that's yeah. for sure.
0: I mean, they just canceled somebody for admitting that he was Catholic. I mean, they actually—they actually
4: did—they actually did, <laughs> did confiscate and redistribute wealth, like at the protocol level, immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. So it's hard to kind of see them as being outside of that.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think the, I
4: think that'll be interesting. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would say that the, that whole movement is just very skeuomorphic of the existing clusterfuck so I think they're very skeuomorphic move on yeah they saw this bitcoin thing they're like alright let's take blockchain and make it look like what we have already you know and they have like a freaking shitty digital calculator
0: pretty much hey consensus just raised half a billion dollars
4: they did and they invested it all in ETH which was part of their plan to promote ultrasound money
0: yes ultrasound money ultra sound money sounds
1: I mean, I think ultrasound. I think that's a big reason why ETH plays so well with the current paradigm because I I truly think that like Bitcoin is a mental operating shift. And like a lot of the cryptocurrency space fits in with the current like mental model for how the world works, aka like, you know, it's a complete clusterfuck. And like Bitcoin is just not intuitive to that. It's just not. And it just takes time to bridge people over. And that's why I'm I'm pretty empathetic to Folks that need to bridge over, you know. I'm not yeah, mad yeah. at the progressive Bitcoiners, or well, empathetic to them. <laughs> this is why
4: I would say the argument is: you need to get as much pe- and as many people to see your worldview as possible, yeah. and like whatever means necessary to communicate that, as long as it's truthful, right? So you ask the question of what's a journalist? Well, I think a journalist is ultimately someone who speaks and is honest about things, and then is, mm-hmm. you know, going to talk about things that maybe they don't want to talk about, right? Yeah. Talking about issues, right? You've raised issues, right? You're talking about the issues that might happen if the mining system gets captured. I think there's a lot of value in that, right? You might be a journalist in that moment. It's the same way that I make the argument about Bitcoiner. When when you go to Starbucks in the morning and you buy your coffee with fiat, are you a Bitcoiner in that moment? And I think the answer is no, you're not. Yeah. You're not in that moment making the best decision for the Bitcoin network.
0: What if I'm using my cash card to get Sats back?
4: You might be a Bitcoiner in that sense. You know? You're supporting a Bitcoin business. on well, piece Bitcoin of shit! <laughs> oh,
3: fuck me. Well, this is
4: what I'm saying. It's like I think I think the well, I think one of the issues I have with the current like Bitcoiner movement is it's like it it requires this like absolute buy-in, and there's just like no understanding that like decision making doesn't function on that level. You're not a Bitcoiner in this moment. Like right now, we're not we're not providing any value to the Bitcoin protocol currently. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, I can agree with that. I think there's a lot of LARPing, particularly in the West.
4: I was just saying, like sitting in this room, like this right podcast now, is like, pure are, are signal.
0: no, before you said <laughs> before, oh, maybe we are. Maybe somebody, gonna maybe we have
2: right now.
4: Just can buy it. Yeah, yeah, just smash buy. Okay, uh, do it. Do it. The if you're so watching Smashback oh, well, right
0: now, I'm helping. I'm helping the get, uh, Logan help us set up all these lights and these cameras. He's getting paid hourly in Bitcoin for this, right?
4: But what I'm saying is, I guess the, the, there's there's a relationship, right? You're not always a Bitcoiner. The same way you're not always a journalist. These are like states. You can't. You can be in the moment. You can choose to be these things. Dylan's right now is these being I'm, a DJ. I'm, Bit- I'm a Bitcoiner. <laughs> did you just buy? What did you just buy? <laughs> About Do you 100 have bucks. A Face ID on there.
2: Yeah, it's, I'm not a Bitcoiner. <laughs> <laughs>
4: In that moment, you are not a Bitcoiner. When you use Face ID... <laughs> yeah.
2: Bitcoin,
0: God. We're going to get into the purity test. Did you, buy, did you
4: buy that or no? Yeah. I'll buy, I guess. I don't, where's my phone? I'll do the Smash buying. We'll, we'll do a collective Smash buying. This smash feels buy.
0: right. Okay.
4: The king of Smash.
0: My mother tried to call me.
4: Yeah. So, like, in this moment, we might be Bitcoiners. Maybe We're doing something that actively supports Bitcoin. I'm reinstalling Cash App, so... <laughs>
2: Rezo hasn't bought Bitcoin so long that he has to reinstall his app. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, twenty twenty three, baby. Oh my god! At that bottom,
0: <laughs> you guys get paid Bitcoin at Bitcoin Magazine if you want to. Correct.
1: Yeah, you get whatever percentage of your salary in Bitcoin. Plus, and we get bonuses in Bitcoin. Mm. No, no four hundred one k, but we get bo- Bitcoin bonuses. So Plus. I'll take it. Bitcoin as a 401k. Well,
4: I think we're not talking about like how I think this conference is going to change the perception of people about Bitcoin, right? We're going to think for the first time have like a real mainstream presence at a Bitcoin conference. What do you mean by that? We're going to have Sound Money Fest on the Saturday after the conference. This guy just bought some sets. Nice.
2: Joe Rogers says, wow, Pete Rizzo. <laughs>
4: cringe, barren bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Joe, I, sh- I shot guns for the first time yesterday, Joe, so, uh, you know.
1: Be empathetic to Rizzo, okay? Yeah. He's slowly figuring it out.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. The Bitcoin Magazine retweet the uh, tweet because uh we've okay. got a lot of bot responses. How much did you,
1: how much did you buy? Oh, man. How much 100,
2: 100 did you buy? 100 bucks.
0: Oof. I bought
1: 250,000 sats. Yes. That's the wrong way there to go. There you go. Dylan's not a real Bitcoiner. There you go. All right, I'm going to buy in point.
4: 120 I'll just... I don't know. I'll do
1: 200 Damn, um, dude. High roller. there. You buying dinner
0: tonight? I oh know. That's paid. I don't know. It has been... Uh, so, Bitcoin has been seeping into the mainstream conversation. Shout out to Mackenzie at CNBC. Who's been killing doing, it. Who's been doing a good job. Yo. Go
1: I look. hooked Mackenzie up at last year's event and helped her uh, get some VIP access. So, I like to think that, you know, I, I built up her Bitcoin career. You're welcome, Mackenzie.
0: <laughs> you built up her Bitcoin career? Why, why don't you say, like, I, I made her, like amenable to like Bitcoin <laughs> no you know and... I
1: just you know got her into the parties she got to network and bam, bam. there you go she's doing a the great job covering yeah. the mining my space my first
4: Bitcoin purchase since uh El Salvador Day just completed and, wow and the Marty
1: dude day. you've been fucking bearish for a while the bear, the bear bought it <laughs>
0: we're going to 200k by conference day we're three weeks here away. we go
4: baby well back to that so there's gonna be mainstream musicians you got Run the Jewels, Steve, you've got Aoki. Steve Aoki, you've got Logic, Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse is a huge get. They, they you all got, got paid in Bitcoin. Unannounced, can we talk about the comedy the comedy stuff that we're adding? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, we've got uh, Mark Marin, Hannibal Burris. Oh, uh, we're going to have
0: Is we're this going- s- day four? Yeah, this, this is on Town four. Money Fest. Okay. So, so there's going to
4: be mainstream politicians on the stage. I think you know. there's also this value of talking about your political theme. One of the things Bitcoin Magazine, I think, has done really well is scaling Bitcoin as counterculture. People who are apolitical, people who want to be outside the system. And I think that there's a weird balancing act that's going to come up here. Yeah. Between the drive for some people to be political influencers and, you know, for some of us who just want to, you know, promote counterculture.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And abolish the federal government.
0: Yeah. That's what I would love to do. What
2: happened to you as a child?
0: Yeah, don't speak more. (laughs) How did you get to where you are? What is it like you being the age that you are, which we will not say publicly. What did the government
4: do to you? <laughs> I
2: was, I was red pilled hard in 2020, like so hard. Well, red pilled, orange pilled kind of in succession. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, and Vermont also on the, on the political spectrum is just so far, so far left, like university of Vermont in particular, it's like probably like 20% of student body is like openly like communist without even knowing what that means.
0: The lacrosse team looks communist. It's people with, like long, dirty hair.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, our lacrosse team's pretty good. I think um, you guys are pretty good. Yeah, You're the Bobcats, right?
0: Catamounts. Catamounts.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I did a year there, um, and I like school. Uh, I mean, I, in like in terms of <laughs> what happened to me as a child, uh, for my, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I just I'd, like kind of just have a disdain for for other people having a uh, control over over my life without really having a say in it. um, I, th- I think, I think bipartisan politics is kind of the illusion of choice. Uh, and it's frustrating, especially like with Gen Z and social media in general, um, like in high school and college, like politics was such a big, like talking point. And like people literally were like alienated for like liking Trump or being like Republican or red or whatever. Um, And so like, I, you know, was impartial, but like, you know, just, just the like, Total alienation of anyone that had a dissenting opinion or thought it was just stupid, in my opinion. Like, I, I, I literally lost friends for being like, no, like, I don't, I'm not voting for e- either of these puppets. And they're like, what do you mean? This is the most important election of our t- of our life. It's like,
0: all right, like, I don't. So was to get, uh versus Obama when I was a? It's always the most important election of your <laughs> right, life. Right.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> That's part of the buy-in of the system, right? It like requires you to like, it requires the stakes to be like meaningfully high, right?
0: yeah that's like the uh,
4: but our, that's why I'm worried about Bitcoin being caught up in that right I, I don't I don't think we should want that I don't want that either. I like to think of myself as counterculture right I'm bipartisan.
0: What I was trying to say earlier is like I think there is like I mean sound money mm-hmm. and its implications uh, do not jive with what many on the
1: uh, It doesn't jive with the fiat world. So no. the, the entire fiat establishment does not jive with what Bitcoin is. So it's just a new yeah. system. I yeah.
4: think B, I think Bitcoin operates in contrast to a lot of things. So I feel like you you could say that about most things.
0: Well, we don't even know what it's going to turn into, which is what Bitcoin. Yeah.
4: What do you mean by that?
0: Like how it's applied. I agree. Like we we the creative humans who are going to figure out how to use the protocol to do things we can't even imagine right now are. But Absolutely. What, like, what's
4: an example of something
0: that, like... I mean, the ways in which you can, like, hook into the internet protocol stack and then do mm-hmm. unique things with that. Like, I don't even think we brush the surface of how that's going to Like, What's
4: things. one of your, like, far out ideas? Like, that's... And you think it might happen?
0: Uh... <laughs>
2: I don't
4: know. I don't, when when uh, people say like, "Oh, like, oh, we don't even know," I'm like, "Well, there's a field well, of possibility, like, you know."
2: Marty, are you talking <laughs> about Web
0: three? Yeah. <laughs> well, Web three. I think Web three will be done properly on Bitcoin or using Bitcoin. I don't think it's on Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's just a piece of Web three. This is going out to podcasting 2.0 is Web three, in my opinion. Just combining RSS feeds and Lightning addresses in and of itself is
1: well, Bitcoin is the incentive for the personal. Server revolution and the self hosted web is the future. Yeah. That's how I frame it.
0: I'm trying to answer Pete's question. Like, like, this is like a hard question to answer. It's like, what is something you think is unfathomable to be built? It's like, I don't know. Can I even think of it?
4: Well, I think right now, like uh, your your systems? comment is interesting because I feel like Bitcoin has kind of been in a large period where we've sort of narrowed down the use cases of Bitcoin to you hodl Bitcoin, you're like hodl it for your future, and you just stack, right? That's kind of the mentality. And you you just said was, Oh, there's like all these possibilities with Bitcoin. We don't even know what people are gonna do.
0: What was what was the original intention of the butt box? You remember? That's a good
4: question. Yeah. Uh, so it was that you could experiment and and run Bitcoin code, right? Like yourself. No,
0: well, but what was... I think Balaji had right. the right idea, but he was too early. The machine payable web. Right? right,
4: right. The machine payable web. That's right. I forgot about that meme. Yeah. Right. Yeah, didn't catch on. <laughs> Did not catch on. <laughs>
0: but I think he was right. It just it was a bit too early. I think now with like the Lightning Network, you could potentially enable the machine payable web. An example of that is I remember somebody making a prototype, a working prototype, uh, an application that allowed them to pay for uh, a Tesla charging system, connecting with Tesla's API over the lightning network in real time, like sats for electricity second by second, as soon as you unplug, stop paying. Um, That's machine payable web. That's your car with the lightning network wallet injected into it, communicating with an electricity provider, uh, providing outlet and
4: saying, all right, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think the progressives would be super into that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I do too.
1: Green I'll throw I'll throw out a big idea. Like honestly, a lot of people don't think of like Bitcoin being able to fix our fresh our fresh water problem. And what like, is our fresh water? Where, we, and where problem? we locate civilization? Well, I mean, we're really limited in where we can locate civilization. I mean, we... when it comes
0: down to water problems, why aren't we rain collecting more? That's my
4: number one question.
1: But again, like what I'm trying to say is like, what, what oh, if Bitcoin that rain just going to waste,
4: going to the plants, right? you know, you can't have the plants having all that water. <laughs> Am I an idiot for thinking that? <laughs> it's us versus the plants. I agree. You is gotta, it gotta, us versus the plants? Gotta is draw, that you got to draw that line? They've, they've been sucking up our water for too long.
0: Wait, you know? no. Is that the case against rain collection?
4: I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. This is literally the first time I've ever heard anyone talk about rain collection.
0: I just like... Everybody's like, we have water problems. Like it rains. Like why don't we just like the, uh, what, make what, rain what, collection? What will
4: the plants? What will the plants consume?
0: I guess that's like the, the what, what, what if the you want to live somewhere to where it out. doesn't rain? Collect so but much there's salt water. Rain. What if you collect so
4: much rain that the plants die and then we don't have any oxygen anymore because the
0: well, you can ask. This say, is another thing the, what progressives, if you
4: catch, the progressives would care about.
0: What if you catch? <laughs> well, they should care about it in regards to solar energy. What if you catch so much solar that it doesn't reach the ground? Those plants under them can't yeah, that's grow. That's true. You know.
2: Great. Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's problems a balance. with all extremes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to drop a thread. How to fix the water solution problem. Just start collecting it.
1: I mean, I'm, I was just trying to make a comment about how I think Bitcoin is going to expand our energy capacity to levels that we have never seen before. And then all of a sudden you can desalinize. You can do so many different things that were, you know, foreseen as impossible. Yeah. But all of a sudden, because Bitcoin has its incentives, changes the dynamics of our grid. It completely revolutionizes how we organize, you know, what we can do on an individual basis, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I really like, I think thinking big about Bitcoin, something that Bitcoiners need to do a lot more, like stop worrying about altcoins, stop worrying about this little petty bullshit, start thinking like, what is this thing going to do to the planet? Try to trans, uh, transposition like the incentives and, and how that plays out. Like try to think about what adoption looks like. I feel like these are the kind of conversations that we should be focusing on. Yes. So
0: maybe this is a good, uh, riffing off something you just said that could be a good answer to the question that you posed earlier, which I don't think is obvious to most people. You said our grid, our grid. And that's like the way people think about this. Like grids are extremely centralized in the U.S. and all across the world. Texas may be an exception to that rule, uh, though I think... Texas is making a big mistake overproducing too much unreliable. But besides the fact, grids are extremely centralized right now. And I don't think people like, what uh, you, it's becoming glaringly obvious to somebody who's been like in the off-grid mining world uh, for a few years now and is seeing where it's going. I think what we're going to see is a, a number of grids, like a, an explosion in the amount of grids. What Bitcoin, the Bitcoin network right now is enabling microgrids to be built out in parallel to the mega grids that that we depend on these days. And I think there will be crazy benefits to to that. And people don't even realize it yet. Like just building these Yeah, I was
4: I was telling CK earlier. I think one of the things that was (laughs) are you talking about earlier conversations in Bitcoin? Like I don't think anybody early on really envisioned the idea that like mining's impact. I think we're just starting to get to the point where it's like a Bitcoin is a expanding system we're starting to, it's starting to become so large that we're starting to see these energy benefits but like I don't remember anybody talking about this even four or five years ago
1: no
0: no I mean how Finney can talk about it
4: though
1: yeah tweet number oh, tweet number two is about the CO2 uh, yeah, yeah thinking about Impacts. how to
4: de-risk the proof of work CO2 impact yeah, yeah. his less popular tweet to running Bitcoin <laughs>
0: <laughs> and working on Bitcoin how, how to make Bitcoin more private um, yeah. yeah
4: those are the first three I think
1: yeah yeah Legend. Yeah. Fucking legend. He'll be back.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's up there he's just hanging out. Nitro, nitro, uh, nitroglycerin.
0: Cryogenically frozen. Is that the word?
4: Nitroglycerin
2: oh, yeah. is, is like an explosive.
4: I'm sorry, I don't know about cryogenic freezing. Light that cryogenic. <laughs> is yeah. that, isn't that
2: how they store them? They, isn't nitroglycerin like an explosive? I think that's what
4: Mr. Freeze gets like frozen at the end of mm. Batman and Robin. Um, that's before your time. But
0: he you not remember uh, Mr. Freeze with uh, Poison Ivy.
4: Arnold Schwarzenegger like wasn't popular at all during your life, huh? No. Uh, <laughs> I've never even
2: watched Terminator. Oh Dude. Ooh. T T two is great. T two is a classic. I've watched Arnold's like workout videos on YouTube though. <laughs> okay,
4: well that's Trying to get yoked. Right? As long as you got some exposure. <laughs> What's Arnold's position on Bitcoin? I like, he'd be a strong He'd be a strong supporter. You know, he reans, leans right, but he's a, he was California
2: governor.
0: He wasn't a big fan of uh, bodily autonomy over the last two yeah, years. So he's kind of pathetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, he's probably too old to worry about it. See the olds are like? Yeah, I'm too old. The, old.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the olds. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, Bitcoin solves a problem for that generation, right? They're worried about wealth and inheritance. I just think that, you know, some of the subject of this conversation is, you know... Rich you can think, olds. You either think strategically... Rich olds. Or you can think myopically and try to keep narrowing the us versus them dynamic. You know? Okay. Like, you're God locked me, in, Pete. buddy. Pete. <laughs>
0: All right. No, I agree. You know, I don't know. I agree to sir. It can be a
1: When's little... When's the
4: myopic. last time you were in a, a blue state, man? You going on a vacation over there?
1: Like, I mean... You don't You want to go to a blue state. I'm trying to leave blue states here. Let's be honest. I mean,
0: Pennsylvania isn't really a blue state outside of Philadelphia, so it's like hard. It's purple. Yeah.
1: swings one way or the other. Yeah. Bali autonomy is underrated. And yeah. I don't know if Bitcoin fixes this, but you know, we're living in a world now that we need people who respect Bali autonomy to buy the Bitcoin. I definitely agree. with. I think that that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, it is happening to some extent. And we get those, to Pete's point, those who don't respect it. Maybe they should get Bitcoin too. Maybe it'll help them respect it. Because uh,
4: I think Bitcoin is a tremendous teacher, right? And I think we should encourage people to interface with Bitcoin as much as
0: I do um, as well. I would never encourage somebody not to get into Bitcoin.
2: Really? <laughs> what, what about Klaus Schwab? <laughs>
4: get in.
0: Get right, in, Klaus. Now.
2: Okay
4: getting
0: close
4: Bitcoin for central bankers that's what we need to make like a we need to make like a fake report and just send it to them and just really it's just all about how like their jobs like you won't need to work anymore because you, know, you can take all these vacations <laughs> <laughs> but it should look like a professional like IMF report like you know yeah. we'll have like a cover with like lots of people Different. no more needing to go in front of Congress and sweat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of money that is like you know randomly auctioned at the whims of these like random individuals who no one elects, you know it's just it's a protocol. You have a reliable, you know. You asked why I was bearish earlier. I think one of my things is that you know Bitcoin does allow coordination around money, right? And and that coordination is there's going to be lean times. There's going to be there's going to be hot times. So you got you got to take the good with the bad.
0: Why does coordination dictate that there's going to be lean and? In hot times,
4: I don't think it's the coordination aspect, it's the having aspect because the monetary policy is predictable, so therefore, you can coordinate around the monetary policy.
0: But You can't predict the demand, right? That's the other. I
4: don't, I think you at this stage in Bitcoin, it seems certain that you can predict the demand. No, you can't. Paging Dolan. absolutely, Dylan. no, you cannot. Absolutely, you you can't I can't predict I that can.
0: Russia is going to, uh, I can predict that, Ukraine, uh, or that I can't
4: predict that Putin will not buy Bitcoin, but I can certainly bet on the fact that it's overwhelmingly likely that no nation state within the current geopolitical conflict will allocate
1: any meaningful resources to bitcoin let's ah. take the mic away from the bear
2: <laughs> i mean i think if you're going to be bearish at all it's it's not because of bitcoin's programmed monetary policy but right. rather the the unpredictable monetary policy of fiat over the short to intermediate term I just think human beings,
4: like they're able to act dynamically, and they're able to take advantage of information towards their own benefit. So, if you know that Bitcoin is going to be entering a period where we're far away from the having, a bunch of moon boys are hopped up and they're no longer excited about things, uh, you know. And I know that in the future they're going to get I bored g- and sell. Why would I, why
1: I, I-, I? I love your perspective, and and Tina has a yeah. great take on on folks who thinks that the yeah. the way that you think, and that's that Tina's, you're going to have Tina's less, less Bitcoin. Foil, yeah. You're gonna have you're we'll gonna see. have a lot less Bitcoin. Let's I see. mean, I, I I personally think that like yes, Bitcoin is gonna act this way until it won't. You know, the game kind of changes as soon as you know well, that you think you know the game. So you're viewing it as just like
0: the pure. That description makes it sound like a pure like get rich scheme where
4: I don't know. So. I think you can coordinate around Bitcoin for your economic benefit in this current period of Bitcoin.
0: Like. What about its inherent utility that many places around the world is the only avenue to access that utility? Like,
4: yeah, those people don't have the ability to take advantage of that as we you, do. But you mean? do that all the time. If you don't, anytime you're not spending Bitcoin, you are taking advantage of the, your ability to arbitrage your life between the two systems. So you're saying that like you're—that's just a weird perception to have that you don't. You're not. I actually agree with you that.
1: Uh, with that statement. Right. What do you mean?
4: You, you like every Bitcoiner currently lives their lives arbitraging the two systems for their benefit. That is the current system we live in. We we're not pure Bitcoiners. We are currently economically advantageous actors.
1: So wait, really quick, your You're saying we all Bitcoin, need to get on zero? Is that y- what you're saying? Y- your definition about? of a Bitcoiner is, is someone who's fully in like the Bitcoin. I don't overlay. have a definition
4: of Bitcoin. I don't think Bitcoiners exist. I think your actions yes. I think your actions either align with Bitcoin or they do not. And I think part of being a Bitcoiner is accepting the fact that a lot of your actions don't align with Bitcoin. Wait, you just said
0: Bitcoiners and, don't exist. Right. So how could part of well, being a bitcoiner? Uh,
4: <laughs> people who are interested in people who are people who are interested in bitcoin. People who claim to be bitcoiners. You guys win. You guys won. It's going up two hundred. No,
0: it is weird though. My <laughs> <by> conference day. <laughs> it is weird that we live in this temporal anomaly where, like, the concept of a bitcoiner. We'll look back in history, be like, what? Like, everybody's just using Bitcoin. Like, it's just weird. Everybody will yeah, touch my, Bitcoin. My point is the or... argument
4: that you think I'm making is just the present state. Like that is yes. you're, you're just describing what the actions of people are. But you're sort of saying that like I have some different perspective on what's going on than than you do. No, I just <laughs> eh. like I'm saying that people right now act advantageously to Bitcoin. They save in in SATS and mm-hmm. they spend fiat. Thus they arbitrage the two systems for their benefit.
3: Yeah.
0: Right, so you're saying that won't increase.
4: I'm saying that is because likely going think- to continue up until the point where you, it, it is not impossible to to, have, to occur. Okay, like right, as long as you can take advantage of that system, why not?
1: I'm just gonna keep passing it back to Dylan because like Dylan does talk about this a lot. You did a podcast with Stefan about how to take advantage of this arbitrage opportunity. You know why that is appealing. Um, I mean, do you want kind of like maybe give a little bit more light onto like how people do that? And I I, I agree with what you're saying. Like for me like i save in bitcoin i spend in fiat like that is an arbitrage but obviously if you're too poor to save in bitcoin or you don't have access to a working fiat system maybe you don't have that luxury you actually just have to constantly be in the bitcoin overlay but i mean
2: uh, am i addressing why Pete said he's he's a bear and he's not buying until 2023 or i'm out maybe 2023 back that bottom <laughs> well i mean like yeah talked about like if you're talking about, like, fiat and Bitcoin existing in parallel and, like, the arbitrage that exists, especially with, like, capital market interest rates and, like, uh, you know, the speculative attack, leveraging fiat liabilities to stack, you know, Bitcoin on your asset side of your balance sheet, like, that's happening at scale. It's going to continue right. to happen is your scale. home
4: Is your home loan in Bitcoin? Like, are you somehow taking out, like, a home loan in Bitcoin that I'm not aware of?
0: No, I don't know. I don't know. So it's then you have homes. financial
4: instruments that are denominated in fiat. That you currently use.
0: I don't have a mortgage.
4: Oh, okay.
1: I do. <laughs> <Shit> coiner
0: <laughs> Yeah. But eh, I guess the point I'm trying to make, maybe you would agree with me, Dylan, is you can't time one side of the arbitrage.
4: What do you mean? the the The, the chart's literally like a static wave pattern. I'm talking about the other.
0: Years. I'm talking about the other side of it.
4: What's the other side? I
0: mean, the, the U.S. dollar and people's faith in that. Ah, right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah.
4: But it seems like people really like the U.S. dollar just overall,
0: right now. You don't <laughs> think that's changing?
4: I don't know. I was uh, I was in Lebanon at the end of last year. They seem like they're they're pretty excited about the idea to to be in the U.S. dollar and to use it. Uh, at
0: they, the en- they at-
4: don't want other alternatives to that. <laughs> at the end of last year, yes, I was in December. <clears throat> I went down to Lebanon. Uh, I was hanging. I was writing a profile for About Safety and for the Bitcoin
1: Magazine.
0: And how much has changed since? you were in Lebanon
4: I don't
1: know that's a good question well they're using Tether but like this is part of the process right is and I don't know if everyone agrees with this thesis but the way I see it is that step one is hyper dollarization and that is expedited via Tether and other sort of like uh, evolutions to the dollar stack and then step two is hyper bitcoinization I personally I'm like the have the unpopular opinion that CBDCs are something that will never ship like I think it's just a a complete LARP Um, the but, countries
0: can't even ship a healthcare website. Let alone like a whole CBDC. I mean, in the dollar, it's, like it's about monetary
1: criticism. Well, is that
4: like a 09 Obama era criticism. Yeah, <laughs> that's a deep one. That's, you really went back in history for that one.
0: No, that's not get implemented until like
4: 2014. Like, there's a working 2012. healthcare.gov website for sure.
1: <laughs> Y'all, if you if you if you get if you get any unemployment, check if, get any I, unemployment I, check if you get any I, unemployment I, check. Your social security number is within the email within the the username that they uh, they assign you. So the last four digits of your social, aka you know what they used to verify you across the web and across financial institutions, they just plop that right into your uh, username. So uh, yeah, they're they're really competent. Well, another reason, and you know, don't don't shoot me here. I think that altcoins are great because they're a fucking hydra to DDoS. Regulators. The regulate. You know, when... Wh- How many 2017-era shitcoins actually got prosecuted? Illegal securities actually got prosecuted? Very few of them. Like, maybe they're trying to go around and actually go to the exchanges that listed them all legally or illegally, but... Who'd,
0: who'd they get? They got Kick, Kin? Oh, no. They
1: got BitTorrent, kinda. Oh, sorry, not BitTorrent. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Bit-Connect, BitConnect, kinda. Bit-Connect. They
0: uh, kinda got BitConnect. I wanna BitConnect was like wholly separate. Did they even use like... Was it even it was, ever a blockchain? I
1: don't know. It was no, a Ponzi scheme. No. Who cares? I'm just saying like, yeah. they can't deal with this shit. <laughs> when are they going to get to the NFTs? I mean,
0: summer of <laughs> like in 27,
1: 2029, summer
0: of 2018, Bitcoin sign guy came on this podcast and he described it. Yeah. Yeah. The, posed the question, what do you think of shit coins? He's like, yeah, they provide cover as we uh. go build out this network. Uh, I agree with that.
1: It's a straight DDoS. And I agree with
0: stable coins too. I've had Matt Allborg on the show. Many times throughout the years, and it became quite obvious via his research at usefultulips.org that people in emerging economies want stable coins.
2: Yeah.
0: Question Over- overwhelmingly. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, though.
2: I like... think. I think we're in the end game.
1: Yeah. The like, confidence. <laughs> I love the dynamic. <laughs> These two on Slack are hilarious. <laughs> if y'all aren't on Bitcoin magazine, Come Slack on. Yeah, That was out. literally a <laughs> knee slapper for you. Come
4: on. We're in the end game? Like, what is it? Like, what's so special about this time in history? There was a... We're, like, what do, there, do you mean, what's the, so special? This 80s, is like one of the most was, special like, times in history. Like, there like, was the nuclear... There was the Nazis in like the 1940s. Like, what's... Well, we're in the
2: end game of, of global fiat currency. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Fed funds at zero inflation at 40, soon to be 50-year highs. They've already done 10 years of quantitative easing. They can't materially raise interest rates. The credit markets are actually in the midst of breaking, and they haven't even tightened at all. That
0: well, That's like the mechanical, technical aspect of it. Socially, though, there's a social aspect to it. I think people are losing confidence quickly.
1: Well, Russia was a big lesson. Like Russia, Canada, uh, in succession, that like that showed the West and anyone in the East to believe that the American property rights system actually mattered yeah. anymore. That it doesn't. And you know, even if you're investing internationally in Russia, Guess what? If you're caught up in the crossfire, then your property rights don't matter well, let's either.
4: Just, let's just address the elephant in the room. <clears throat> let's just say that Dylan's correct about this being the endgame. The Bitcoin network is not currently equipped to handle This that. is the elephant
0: in the room well, right That is here. actually okay. the elephant in
4: the room. <laughs> but the, the Bitcoin network itself could not handle that demand. Like no so, you, God, no. so you don't actually want that outcome. Even if you're predisposed to like thinking what you think, then you, you would admit that the current network is very limited into its ability to actually handle like global commerce at the scale that it would require. Eight more years. will be all right. Yeah, I mean, maybe then, yeah.
0: Well, I, I think that would be, yes, I agree. Network certainly needs a bit more reinforcing to get to that point. And if and we, we used
4: it for daily commerce, maybe it would improve more.
0: Potentially. <laughs> but, again, I think that's wholly separate from what we're talking about, which is I just
4: think ambiguity. I just so I, I mean a lot of my a lot of me and Dylan's conversation are like I I fundamentally just don't believe in doomsdayism. I think it's it's almost never correct. Like, well, like, I'm not
2: a doomer. Like, I mean, it's like are we are potentially facing one of the biggest recessions ever in
0: 2022. Well, I, I'm trying to try to like just look at what's going on. Saudi Arabia met with China today to talk about uh, doing oil trades in yuan over the dollar. You have a commodities crisis that's only going to get worse. You have a supply chain crisis that's only getting worse. And then, like,
4: but don't you find it like very pessimistic that you just don't think people will solve these problems in the short term? Like, there's just like a weird outlook to have that you just think that like these problems can't possibly be solved by the free market. Like, let's just take your perspective that the market solve problems. Then why are those problems not big enough to meet a market demand and be solved in the short term?
0: Well, again, these problems again, it's not whether or not they can be solved. I do think they can be solved. I don't think they can be solved in the short term they're like massive problems right now like you can't you can't materialize wheat
4: in a moment's notice you can can eat something else like
1: i mean rizzo (laughs) you could if you wanted to but like the market will solve this but a lot of the reasons why these things are happening are like non-market reasons right so it, it it takes time and and personally for me like this conversation it's like bitcoin has been progressing in a really in my opinion like impressive way like it has progressed in an pr- impressive amount in 12 years and when you look at a lot of other technology adoption especially technology that bitcoin's built on top of like the mobile network infrastructure and all the other networks that bitcoin you know relies on like this stuff like Escalates really quickly, and sure. You know, but at the th- same
4: time, like there's also still physical commerce. Like you can still walk into a store and buy a shirt. Like, sure, so there's, but there's not like you know this idea that like this change between these systems is going to happen radically. You can walk into
0: a store and steal a shirt right now in San Francisco, <laughs> yeah, and sure, not have to pay shit.
1: But I mean, again, like that—that's kind of like the interesting thing is like Bitcoin is this alternative system that is working. Yes, it's small, but it's working. And then the on the flip side the existing system that people rely on is falling apart. So there's kind of like this really nice and gradual shift. And yeah, it can be traumatic for some folks. Like let's say in your Ukraine, you get traumatic, but
4: I'll find my criticism of this. If you believe that Bitcoin is a pure free market system, that ultimately all of, Commerce gets rebuilt on that system. Why is it that you don't think that a system that is not free market can compete with that in the short term? And they could even do like extreme things like just reset like basically all economic activity in there. Like, I mean,
1: the existing system is, is definitely free market, It's just also uh, manipulatable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like the, I would say like we're on a dollar standard and that was a free market <laughs> emergence over time. Go for it.
0: Do you guys believe there's an order of operations to all this? Yes. So... What does that mean? Things have to happen. Like, if we want your... So I've come to the belief that there is an order of operations to this. And again, falling down the mining rabbit hole, I think Bitcoiners have been looking at it all wrong in terms of like, adoption, like merchant adoption, big f- big meme. It's yeah. 2013, 2014. Yeah. Obviously, that's what spun off Bitcoin Cash. You're talking about it now, people adopting, using, spending Bitcoin. But again, below that... Is mining hash rate, which is very tightly connected to energy. Like you get, I think it starts with energy. I think the first merchants, important merchants that will lead to mass adoption are energy producers, like not your bodega. Yes, yeah, so it would be cool if your bodega. Yeah, but what we're talking about
4: when we're talking about like Bitcoin's competit- competitiveness and the macroeconomic bomb is there's always this ev- evocation of this future where like people will just the system will fail on some level and they'll like be you know people will have to flood into the Bitcoin system. There, there's some part of the analogy that's always used where this is the this is the construct, and I'm just saying like I, I just I don't I don't accept that construct. Like it,
1: it's it's failing, but it's not evenly distributed. Right, I agree with that. Like it failed the in Ukraine, and in Russia, it yeah. failed in in Ottawa. Like it's it's like kind of like falling apart, and the cracks are showing. the The water is seeping out, and for again, those who have the asymmetric like the information information asymm- asymmetrical advantage, you know, they're taking advantage of it. A lot of people are losers in this process. Obviously, it's painful. But, I, like, I don't I, know. I, find I always zoom out, though. man. I, like, it's not like I'm, I, I, I don't think that you're wrong. I just, like I mean, the
4: Soviet Union lasted for how long? Close to 100 years.
1: Yeah. yeah so we get Union into did the whole, then
4: you get into
0: the whole information. Like, yes, there is asymmetrical information distribution right now. However, the capacity for information spread via the digital world accelerates p- the pace of things. Like, the Soviet Union. Lasting as long as it did, maybe you can make the argument it was due to the facilities to or the ability to facilitate information transfer was much slower.
1: A logic of violence is changing. Shout out to the sovereign individual. Yeah, like but I agree. People had
0: to sneak books into the Soviet Union to actually get subversive ideas in, where today somebody can link in a Tor VPN and access
4: it. Yeah, i feel like there's a the thing where you know your proximity to information also biases your like your your thought on that information so right now mm-hmm. as bitcoiners we're like sort of very biased towards this like macroeconomic data but i find a lot of it fascinating i read the deep dive i think a lot of the a lot like a lot of the stuff that you lay out is very interesting but i think that like we ascribe a lot of meaning to this data and i and it, the issue is not with the data it's not with the theory because i think the theory can be correct and i think that there can be long term problems with the f- the fiat system I think that that doesn't really necessarily always equate into immediate uh, or even short-term issues. Like you just might see a, see that not materialize, and then the que- then you have to change your whole thesis on on.
0: I mean, we've seen it time and time again, in the Bitcoin stock to float, right? Like,
4: well, look, that was something that six months ago, everybody, I everybody accepted that. The, the, I'm don't, so don't,
0: happy I never pushed Dr. Right. Flow. Right,
4: but like, and now it's like that guy is the biggest pariah. Like he'll never be allowed back in any any anywhere. Like I, what is the legacy of Plan B? Stop the pull model. It's not good. It's not gonna be good. I think it was. I. I
1: Fantastic think, propaganda. It was, oh my it god. was
2: great hope. I'm at the 3K bottom. The.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I have like I have big trust in the Bitcoin process. I have the biggest trust in the Bitcoin process. Like everyone's hating about Plan B. Like y'all, Plan B. Orange pilled so many fucking people. Plan B created did a he, framework for people he, to understand. give
4: them unrealistic exploitations that were not delivered on? Whatever. This is
1: hyper-Bitcoinization.
4: No, bad taste.
0: No, people, yeah,
1: yeah exactly maybe, that. but this is the process. It's just the process. And like people need framing. People need like ne- people need to be moved into the direction of the Bitcoin. over. We're
4: constantly crowing about the, the system failing and then over years the system doesn't fail. Like at some point you need the system to actually fail to be correct.
0: No. Well, I mean, the system has failed. <laughs>
4: it already failed.
0: Yeah, Most people right. just haven't recognized That's, it yet. That's the. Uh, yeah. You objectively, like.
4: Yep. I mean, my life
1: seems all right. I'm
4: walking around. <laughs> walking around, I'm, walking around I'm like, I, I ate at a restaurant this morning. I we went to a coffee shop. We had, check oh, oh, your check little. your
1: financial prep. Yeah, wait. Talk talk like, about talk about <laughs> Lebanon and you know how life was like seemingly fine and <laughs> yeah, falling like, apart well, simultaneously. Yeah, one of the weird
4: things about it, so I went to Lebanon. They're experiencing hyperinflation, right? Like that their their dollar is actively being devalued against you know pretty much everything. And like the thing about hyperinflation that I experienced was that. It seems very normal. It's like all the same stuff is there. Everybody has the same relationship to each other. You go into a restaurant. People are eating at restaurants. It's not a humanitarian crisis. There's not people in the streets who are, who are dying all of a sudden because they're, they're a hyperinflation. It's very different. I think we're like in, in
1: it's a frog boiling in the water though. Right, like I agree. life is getting progressively worse. We're, Supply chains continue, are breaking yes. down, and it will
4: continue like, to get worse, and it will become a humanitarian crisis. But at least in the short term, you're able to live under extreme hyperinflation without really any disruption
1: in yeah. their daily life human beings can can deal with extreme situations like the covid lockdowns are, so, are an example of that i think
0: this is a a question of time horizon right like yes day to day life you may be able to go to a restaurant you may be able to have some laughs have some beers with your friends but over time like the system has failed people families individuals who Probably and, could and have and had were, a better life. Great.
4: Yeah. And they and they, they not, need an alternative, but they think the alternative is almost unanimously, they think the alternative is to go to the US dollar. And I think what is very interesting is that even the Bitcoiners there, because they're effectively debanked, they have, they have to, they are buyers of the crypto economy first. They have to buy Tether. Even the people who want to stack sats and buy Bitcoin there, they have to purchase US dollar stable coins and then convert them to Bitcoin on exchange because they're debanked. Yeah. So if that's the situation today, the situation of hyperinflation is that is that people who are debanked have to buy tether in order to have financial access to Bitcoin, and those people still prefer the dollar. Then I would say that Bitcoin is somewhat in a somewhat a weaker position. than it could be within that so, environment. But,
1: okay, I mean, I hate that fucking argument because you have to like <laughs> look at it at the spectrum. So like here is like this massive spectrum of liquidity. Bitcoin is like number 20 amongst all fiat currencies, like, let's talk, let's have this conversation when Bitcoin's number eight. It's
0: actually the sixth largest.
1: But as long as the area.
4: volatility continues to to range with Bitcoin, as long as it is very volatile, people who are looking to, for alternatives to volatility are always going to want something that is not volatile.
1: You're always going to want the thing that the world is priced in, but guess what? Soon that's going to be fucking sats because it's okay. actually stable. And I mean, again, like you have to like take these things into the context whereas like, we live in a dollar world. Obviously, fucking permissionless dollars are gonna be preferable. People do not, they're like literally, their mental operating system is the dollar. It's actually ridiculous to expect them to not like default to their mental operating system, which is why I'm so empathetic to people who are on their journey to getting onto the Bitcoin standard because like that's a freaking journey. You have to question so many aspects of your how your mind operates your incentives how you were taught you you got to fucking burn it down you got first you got to find a window to like to bridge it and then you got to walk that bridge and then you got to burn the bridge on the other side like those are significant steps before you're on the bitcoin operating system you might also
4: you might say that it's very early in bitcoin we're fucking
1: early I mean, population Bitcoin. divided by twenty-one million. We're fucking early.
4: But simultaneously, the system is on a verge of collapse and will benefit tremendously. From
1: well, that. Let's see, again. I think that's. <laughs> I think that.
4: I,
0: that's, hey, they're not using their fiat. Well, no, that's like it's it's not a fair dig at Bitcoin, right? Like they're separate and mutually exclusive from each other to a certain extent. Like the failure of the fiat system and Bitcoin. Maybe Bitcoin success depends on that a little bit, but. Uh, Bitcoin is not contributing to the failure of the I fiat system I don't think that
4: was my assertion um, I think all I was trying to say is that I think that you know we're able to I'm just playing around with like the kind of you know framing here
1: I'm really glad know? that Rizzo's not drinking
4: I, I oh. don't know what I would be saying if I was drunk you know <laughs> grab
0: a beer sir <laughs>
4: Probably just be very. What do yeah, like you? Going right here.
0: What do you think the uh, the perfect framing is, or not perfect framing? I don't yet. think there is
4: a perfect framing per se, but you know, I think that yeah. you can challenge framing and you can ask about framing. This is again, I think people traffic in absolutes. They want to be a Bitcoiner all the time. They want to like you know be a Republican all the time. People mm-hmm. like these like mental constructs that yeah. they just are, find very comforting. They want to think that the world is going to collapse.
1: Dylan, what do you think?
4: I think the world's going to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. Yeah, but look, I mean, like major religions have been saying that for years. I mean, this is a part of their operating system as well. Like, right? Like, the I, I'm I'm Catholic. You know, I'm supposed to believe that at any moment the world could end and the divine, the rapture's upon you know, rapture, us. You know, everyone will be judged. But that's that's not how well. Everyone we is happen. judged at every <laughs> every moment of every day. Right, but I'm just saying, like, that's a good example of like what's incorrect about their thesis, then you know and do we take them as you like obviously because there has been no fall of civilization after 2,000 years we take Christianity's message of you know there being a rapture less seriously so we're promising a financial rapture
0: I mean <laughs> civilization has fallen it's degenerate I
4: don't think Bitcoin needs a financial rapture yeah. I think we need to get we need to spell that I think it's outrageous I
0: don't think it does either that's, that's the point I was trying to get to I don't think Bitcoin needs it obviously it doesn't we're using it right now
1: so without that like the communism and capitalism remained alongside together for a while yes to
4: this
2: day yeah still to this day
1: <laughs> i don't know i mean i feel
2: like central banking is a, mar- is, um, is a marxist
1: i mean banking. yeah sure we're still we're still grappling with the fact that we have centralizing institutions but like economic uh calculations via central coordination like there was a battle. The battle was concluded, obviously, you know, our... says?
4: I mean, right now our position with China is the weakest that it's been in decades. I I mean, you could say say that China is also
1: shooting themselves in the foot by, you know, by moving away from the free market uh, philosophies that made them relevant again. All I'm trying to say is that, like, there was this battle. These two two, uh, side-by-side systems did exist simultaneously, and it fell apart because one system... Was much better at allocating capital, and I just think that like but they do currently coexist. I think that there's like this reemergence through the corruption of centralized institutions that has like, you know creating a in
4: one one quarter of the world's population lives in a communist country, like you know one
1: seventh. Okay, a totalitarian country. I don't know sure. if they're actually communist. Well, that's actually well, like,
4: yeah. I guess that's a fair
0: yeah. With China, racism. it's like the weird, particularly in Bitcoin for me. Somebody who grew up like hearing China's, communist, communist, communist. It's very interesting that, in my opinion, the most capitalistic part of Bitcoin to date has been the Chinese mining community. Like sure. by by Great. far, like it's like how are they the most capitalistic?
4: Well, those those guys were people who grew up with Western values, right? And they broke from mm-hmm. their culture, and they ultimately paid a very heavy price because they all got you kicked know, out of the country. Well, a lot of them. So I think, like, I think the Chinese old. Chinese a lot of them miners, left their country
0: and are doing yeah. very good here in the United States. Sure. Agree. Yeah.
4: yeah, but I think those guys are hardcore, and like that's the kind of you know to ask the Bitcoin asked them to endure that hardship, and they they did. Yeah, like this, like yeah, like this machine, like, the Cam working. the Camry of Bitcoin miners. Yeah, it,
1: it wasn't that long ago that like these were some of the most maligned people by the Bitcoiners in the West. Yeah, Chinese miners. Yeah, I mean, I again, I, I, I honestly think that Bitcoiners don't know what is good for Bitcoin. I for hey, themselves. I've
0: been, I like to think I've been very. Well,
4: oh, everything is good for Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, no, I, but like when it comes <laughs> to like the, sh- Bitcoiners find, don't I admit so, that needed, they think a lot a, of things are bad for Bitcoin. I need to
4: say something that Dylan would like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> when it comes to like giving the Chinese mining op- industry like props where props are due, I like to think that.
4: I mean they built that without any venture capital. They built it all themselves. They outcompeted literally all of the the Silicon rest of Valley back mining companies. Yeah. So I think like one of the, my favorite dichotomy stories is that, you know, Silicon Valley goes and invests all these millions in 21 co. You know, they they Silicon Valley like has Intel building mining chips for them in 2014. They have this huge inf- like advantage, right? They have the the best American manufacturer who's just today entering the market making their chips. This is 2014. And then they go and they totally just like totally lose that opportunity to a bunch of Chinese kids who like grew up in like rural nowhere who like, you know, build mining build mining facilities with three fucking walls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like don't have that, don't have a ceiling. There you got 15 people like sleeping around the mine. And they rose to like actually like they ran the game.
0: Yeah. They had 60% of the network hash rate until last year.
4: Yeah. So I think those guys, like talking about getting a raw deal, I think, you know, they really went all out for the coin.
0: Like, mm.
1: But at the same time, they knew they went all out, and they felt like the coin owed them something to some degree. And I'm not trying no, to like no, I'm not no, trying to throw no, that no, on no, all no, no, miners, no, but no, no. There, there was Wait, I, definitely I a think, cohort with the oh, within man. the Bcash well, realm. Jihan, that, yeah, I think like, I think
4: wh- the most underrated of the Chinese Z is Wang Chun, who's yeah. a, 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 like within the pantheon of Bitcoiners. Like I would say, like top ten, f two pool, yeah, top ten. Top he 15.
0: might be the he might be the number one Coinbase. Uh, message troll of all time. Oh
4: well. yeah, that stuff, which has been fantastic, and then also his undermining of Gion and the mm-hmm. activation of uh, Segwit on, Li- on Litecoin. Yeah, which was all Wayne Chung. I think Wayne Chung, but he's somebody nobody knows about, right? Like any sort of
1: he's yeah. happy about that. His his, his boss freaking one Bitcoin donation to Luke Dash Junior was pretty <laughs> badass. Right, a ninety what was it nine thousand nine
0: hundred ninety nine. Change transaction. Yeah,
4: oh.
0: he gave him one bitcoin,
1: zero fees. Mined it with his own pool. Gave himself back for nine thousand nine hundred bitcoin.
0: Hey, yeah, uh, at statoshi on uh, on Twitter if you're looking to follow yeah. somebody. That is, uh, yeah, The Western perspective does definitely perturb our view of what Bitcoin is, what it has been, how we think of ourselves, and In the context of it. Like, I think, going back to like the stablecoin thing, that was a a very hard thing and still is for a lot of people who would consider themselves like hardcore Bitcoiners to stomach. It's like you have to recognize that.
4: Oh, right now it's serving a needed onboarding function, both for Bitcoiners in the developing world and also for people who are not, right? Just
0: straight access to dollars. Yeah. It's needed. Yeah. Well, that's the other question. Like, is it actually access to dollars or just some synthetic? That doesn't matter.
1: I mean, are yeah. your dollars real? Are dollars in your bank account real? No. Like the whole, so the whole system's how fucked. How do you,
4: how do you not square, square? Like you have this like perfect model of like the credit system, but then like, you know, nobody really cares if any of this stuff is real. Like literally the stable coins, like nobody cares if they're really backed. <laughs> so the market still operates like, you know.
1: <laughs> That's the whole, the whole system <laughs> is the same shit. This is why, this is why Bitcoin will ultimately allocate capital better. That's the end yeah, game. Yeah, is Bitcoin will that, allocate yeah. capital much fucking better than the fiat system. And therefore, that's why everyone will migrate it to it because they will have fun staying poor. Otherwise,
2: it's kind of funny. I mean, like someone, I think a hedge fund just took on like a four billion dollars short of Tether. They like borrowed. Oh yeah, that, that was super they, weird. What they was, they, yeah. they like got USDC. Was it Axel? I don't know. I, I I don't think so. I forget who it was. I saw that the other but, day. Like, yeah. yeah, they just, just like, finished. They just <laughs> borrowed. They borrowed uh, four billion dollars of of Tether somehow. Um, sold it and bought USDC or another. How did stable? they benefit from that trade though? If tether if tether collapses, then right. they cover their shorts and prop up the difference.
0: Yeah, you know, the peg breaks, but the whole tether like reserves thing. Like, I think people severely discount the fact that Bitfinex, tether company, was holding Bitcoin in in the reserves. Right? They started holding Bitcoin in the reserves like at a way lower price. So like, I
4: like, I think, well, this is why, like, on the paper, all the gox people could be made whole,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's a whole nother cluster. Wait, no, oh,
0: yeah, well, in the US dollar sense, right? In the
1: US dollar sense,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I think I'm contrarian in the world right now. Uh, I think Tether is probably like. Over reserved. Like, I just feel like this is one of the of biggest differences
4: between the Bitcoin system and the Fiat system and, and cryptocurrency system that we don't talk about. Whereas like Bitcoin is very logical, like it needs to add up and it has this <laughs> mathematical certainty. And then the rest of the system is just like there's just it can just operate on anything. Like literally, it doesn't have to make any sense. And like how is, that, world. how is that not a strategic advantage for that system? Mm-hmm. But I can just literally wipe this like. Because it works right? until it
1: doesn't, right? There's, but see, there are trade offs, Pete, and it exists within a world where Bitcoin also exists. And then you have to weigh the cap and out, the, the advantages and disadvantages within capital allocation. Like there's between no, those systems. Uh, so
4: like there's no current equation that sums up why life in the universe exists. Like you can't math that out. So therefore, the universe exists in a way that is like mathematically improbable. Like we don't know how to define that. Then why does that all? Why should that apply to? Ex-
0: ex- As a months? good Catholic. I want to thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: been a lot of religious big ups in this conversation. Oh man! Yeah.
1: I mean, hey, there's there's a lot of like kind of religious well, kind of trends that, that emerge I said, within Bitcoin.
4: Is that the universe and the fiat system are all both infinitely expanding? Yeah. it's just a question of how fast they're expanding, when they dissipate.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like is the fiat system is the universe on another scale? God, <laughs> like, is the, God.
1: That's not,
4: yes, I win. It's I mean, not. It's not. No, everything is math.
1: You know? Yeah, it's all fractals <laughs>
4: except the universe.
1: The universe is fractals, Riza. Yeah.
4: Maybe Bitcoin was the one equation for the universe.
1: Wow, you're all gonna. That's like bullish. It. I knew that. I knew you were gonna <laughs> like Tweet it. Tweet it's
4: it. So <laughs> bullish. Tweet <laughs> it. Maybe it was Einstein's equation for the world.
1: Let's you know? get cosmic. Yeah.
4: Okay. I just felt like we had to push that there because that was what was expected of us That'd after that. would probably get like 10,000 likes on Twitter. <laughs>
0: Can
1: yeah. I just say that this might be the only podcast where no one addressed the pe- the freaks on TFTC, so. Yeah. Big up so to the freaks. Kind of a disappointment. But. Wait, what do you mean? I already did. I said, what's up, freaks? Oh, well, none of us did. What, what up, on. freaks?
4: Hey. Sorry for the bearish stuff, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, God. I guess. I thought we were going to talk about Bitcoin Magazine and then it's just I, the I, I the, I the Rizzo it. Bear Diaries. I plugged it. I plugged
4: <laughs> it. I, I was trying to plug it. I was talking about the comedians that we're having and the celebrities. That's the conference. You know, like Derek Zoolander was like, the beautiful celebrities.
1: Fuck the celebrities. <laughs> yeah. The best things about the conference is the fact that there's going to be 30,000 fucking Bitcoiners coming together in one place the, the guess, fact yeah. that these celebrities are there that's because they're serving us so they can get down on their knees and you know continue to the oh. Oh. So they're serving us they're serving the Bitcoiners yeah. we are really important and was, they want uh, to entertain our demographics so I
4: was talking with Pierre yesterday about this I was like I think what we could do is like do you think it's still too late for us to get the Guinness Book of World Records we can do the world's largest smash buy we can just have 20,000 people smash buy I think Cash App would we love tried that
0: at Bitcoin 2019 and the price immediately went <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but like you know you get 20,000 people just smash by. you bring Sailor on the stage and he smash buys and
0: on cash out, buys. he just smash buys like 10,000 Bitcoin
4: <laughs> the crowd would like
0: be really into it
1: I think buys. I think it, we should we should put it into the programming let's hit up P hey
0: we started the smash buy in 2019 yeah. it okay? has to be a. Okay. it has to be a. We, we in the token,
1: programming right? we're gonna credit Marty and Matt and just say like Guinness <laughs> <Burgle> World Records <laughs> smash largest. by in honor of TFTC 2019 <laughs> it was like, what a funny entry where it's we like smashed.
4: largest cryptocurrency smash by.
1: <laughs> honestly that's how we get hyper bitcoinization is yeah. we we orange pill people via right. that that record right Because yeah, we
4: don't have any records in there I, I don't think right like is there a bitcoin record in there
1: you don't want to get a book of records
4: I mean, it's a long blockchain yeah. of, uh, of, yeah. of human achievement. It's the longest <laughs> running blockchain of human achievement.
0: I don't know about that. Is that, yeah, remember buying the Guinness Book of World Records as a kid? Yes.
4: Yeah. I mean, kids, mm-hmm. kids love that stuff, right? You got to yeah. You got get them, get them while they're young.
0: You know. Speaking of getting them while they're young. Oh, this, I want <laughs> to bring it up. Uh, when we were at Cooper's last night, um the gentleman we were with noticed the kid had to be like, 13 years old, and he was like buying NFTs and just like asked some questions. and I wanted to bring this up because I was like, All right, what do the youth think of this? Like, are they even thinking of Bitcoin? And I was asking this guy, he was like, Why are you buying these NFTs? He was like, Oh, because celebrities are talking about them. He's like, Yeah, like, do you like it? Like, why do you get into NFTs? He's like, Oh, I want to get into investing. This kid's like 13. And he's like, How ah, do, do you own it? Uh, what, what cryptocurrencies do you own? He's like, Yeah, just NFTs and ETH. He's like, No, no, any Bitcoin. It's like, No. So that made me wonder how is Gen Z viewing this stuff?
4: I mean, I think you know the answer to that, and I think it's very unfavorable. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. But doesn't matter. Think. Well, we, we have a, a general Zer right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have no capital. So, I mean, this, like,
0: I mean, this kid was slanging at NFTs last night. Yeah. His parents capital.
2: I mean, I've, I've orange pilled quite, quite the lot uh, of, of my fellow Zoomers, but you Know more broadly, it's definitely more of a, a crypto focus, yeah, for better or worse.
1: Y'all, like, I don't think Bitcoiners need to be concerned about the the crypto focus. Like, this is the crypto focus is like an incremental step to Bitcoining, it's, oh, yeah. it's just an incremental I'm step. I'm not concerned about it. I'm just like interested. It's kids, yeah, stupid kids gonna listen to celebrities get burnt, gonna grow up, buy Bitcoin, or work part for of it. the process, <laughs> or have will, fun, same for, they
2: will work for Bitcoin.
1: Else. Sure. Just like the celebrities are going to serve us at the conference.
0: <laughs> uh, what do we solve during this conversation? We're we solving anything.
4: We learned that uh, Bitcoin has solved the universal equation. The, the
0: world
2: is ending <laughs> by Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or the only way to save the planet is by buying Bitcoin, yeah. which I endorse that message.
2: It's one or the other. Like it has It's to be both. It's other
0: both. Other. No, what do you got to anchor yourself to is like blocks are produced. If you want to send a transactional, likely get included in a block, but you can't think about the price. Can't try to time the fiat world either. Like I remember 2013, 2014, when I first got into Bitcoin, I was making my wife cry at brunches. She was my girlfriend then. We were long distance. She'd come to Chicago. and I would just like locked myself in a room that week, like learning about Bitcoin. She shows up and I'd, nobody to... Vent about my Bitcoin views on, and then we'd go to brunch, and she'd be crying by the end because I'd be like, "It's all gonna fall." It's like around your age. Like, oh, like, it's all gonna break down.
4: The map. We need a bu- add up. It's, it's literally a Ponzi. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh,
0: people are gonna be starving. So, yeah. like, thinking like, I've been that's there. Tough.
1: Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is that none of that, that none of that's gonna happen because Bitcoin exists. <laughs> so we're beyond alright fam. This is a comment
0: more towards like, all right, you can think like the world's ending, but it's it's not.
4: I just think the world has a long history of not ending that we need to acknowledge Yeah, in this conversation. Yeah,
1: we are here. <laughs> I we second that. Here. The world's not going to end and, uh, yeah, we're going to keep innovating with Bitcoin. So that's why we, uh, there's there's hope. Yes, there is. Who's that looking at? It's Jimmy Song. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah, he wants your attention. Okay. Yeah, y'all. As someone who's gonna completely dethrone Austin, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> pretty fucking impressive. How many, uh, how many Bitcoiners we've been just rubbing shoulders with by being here? So it's yeah, Bitcoin Commons. It's pretty chill place. Yes, sir. Pretty chill place. So Marty, I think we have to have a bet. Oh God. I uh, I think if an Austonian moves to Nashville, then I need to get some sets. And then if the Nashvilleian moves to Austin, then uh, then uh, I can pay you out some sets. No, I'm not
0: making that bet. No confidence. Because all it takes is one. No confidence. We need like a list
1: of people. I mean, verified Bitcoiner. Huh? What is a Bitcoiner? Don't, don't, Shh, don't talk to Pete Rizzo. This, this is this <laughs> is that was some Pete Rizzo bullshit. There uh, there I'm are 100% Bitcoiners. Correct about
4: that. <laughs> there you are can, Bitcoiners. You can identify and they Bitcoin they all the time. <laughs> there are no Bitcoiners. You can identify as a Bitcoiner. Uh-huh. I
0: don't think anybody's moving to Nashville. I mean, no, that's
1: I don't like that bet. Okay, see, like so no confidence. It's just, it's not, fine. It's it's just
0: fine. not exciting enough. All not right. Not exciting enough. Whatever. I need to I need to be thrilled if I'm gonna bet. Matt always has the worst bets, too.
4: You know, we can bet on them shaving their mustaches like when everyone's gonna uh, shave Who their does mustaches.
0: it first? Oh, that's a good one. Who's gonna shave their mustache first?
4: Dylan, what was it like being a openly mustached Bitcoiner?
2: Uh, it was great. <laughs> got a lot of got a lot of compliments. Awesome. Not really. Was that your? It first, was a pretty bad mustache. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was my my first committed committed stash. But mom wasn't a fan.
0: My wife makes me like I'll I'll do the same where I'll grow my beard and then I'll shave it all but my stash and I'll walk out. And she's like. Ah
1: honestly you, you could you could rock it you got oh, yeah, could, could rock could. the fireman policeman look like <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're getting deep into the fantasies here <laughs> <laughs> oh, no all
0: right. comment I gotta take a piss should we keep it going and I'll come back or
4: bitcoin 2022 in 22 days but go to
0: b.tc
1: conference yeah use the code it's airing right now so 23 days oh, okay. I just yeah. got
0: a I just got an email there's gonna be like a live broadcast um, oh yes yes
1: do you want to be on the on the news desk yeah was I not supposed to mention that or, no that's great yeah, yeah
0: I'll do it All i got right. gonna sit there for two hours and just talk about what's going
1: on hey yeah no y'all if if you're gonna if you're not gonna be there watch the live stream but if you can be there you need to Bitcoin 22 is an investment in yourself truly I mean, it is fun getting together other Bitcoiners, and
4: you can arbitrage dollars by spending them on the conference.
1: That's true, or you can give us Bitcoin and get a thirty percent discount. But and you could be part counting. of the Guinness Book of World Record breaking smash record smash. I-, I
4: wonder how hard they must have somebody on standby, right? Like in case somebody something happens, it's like we urgently, should coordinate that urgently. A uh, uh, some sort of record, right? Like how
0: do you know what <laughs> we'll, record we'll put you on be? the test? I mean, you could yeah, you could probably look at book order like Cash App probably has that
1: data.
4: Yeah. Our, they they would like to be in that. That's a good sponsor perk, you know. You yeah. got you in the Guinness Book of Thank World. Thank
1: you, Backers. Cash App. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also sponsor the pod. <laughs>
4: Not right now, but we'll get it back. <laughs> no, okay. Well, yeah, we you shouldn't sp- have smashed by the
0: Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Cash App's a very uh very fun partner of TFTC. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin twenty twenty two, man.
4: I can send you some of the Bitcoin that I that I purchased. Making a transaction that thereby increases the health of the network.
0: Yeah. Well, again, we did the smash by 2019. Obviously, there wasn't as many people there, but we went into a two-year bear market after that. Or,
1: well, that's not good. We were in the midst of a bear market. No, we were
0: we were going up to fourteen thousand dollars. Back to yeah.
1: I mean, that was that was pretty much all plus plus token.
0: Was a plus token.
1: I think like they started dumping. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we smashed by, and then we went, we didn't hit the bottom until March 12th.
1: Honestly, Bitcoin 2019 was really special. Like, we're, we're all hanging out there, watching talks, and then every single time a talk was over, the price would come back up, and it'd be like $1,000 more.
0: I found out I was having a, my wife was pregnant with my son at Bitcoin 2019. Went on to go do a, do a panel discussion with Drew Unsolved from Unchained, and, and Zach Prince from BlockFi, and right before I walk on stage, my wife's like, I'm pregnant. I was like, what the fuck? I'm about to go on stage for the first time in front of a couple thousand people. That's awesome. Thanks. I was like up there like trying to talk about multisig. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm (laughs) your (laughs) dad.
1: Well, cheers to you, man. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it was an amazing event, and honestly, like, looking back, it's just incredible to see going from like, you know, 1,800 people to like, Now we're talking about 20,000 people plus. Uh, And I mean, as much as like I would want to take credit for like making a big event and a great event, like it's really like the Bitcoiners that need to take credit because like back then the Bitcoin industry could only support 1,800 people at a conference. And now, you know, we're talking about the Bitcoin industry can support 30,000 people at the conference. And I mean... Like, we couldn't do, like, that's not us. Like, that's the Bitcoin industry. So I think it's, like, it's really jaw-dropping. We
4: exist to serve uh, people who are interested in Bitcoin and who may identify as Bitcoin. Speaking
0: (laughs) about serving, you aren't (laughs) serving seed oils at this conference, are you?
4: I mean, sure, why not?
1: Not that I plan on, <laughs> but I mean, there's going to be a lot of food trucks there. Can't make any promises. On, Here comes uh, Rizzo, mother the case din.
4: of why seed oils are good. I don't know oh, anything God. about seed oils. I just respect canola my... oil is good yeah. for
0: you. Yeah,
1: yeah. respect why, your gut biome. Why do I, I, I um, want to even
4: take the time to interface with that argument
1: <laughs> for your health? Why did that even come up, Marty? <laughs> are you concerned about seed oils? Yeah, seed oils
0: are
4: my favorite meme right I now. Like meat, I like vegetables. I like things that don't fall into those categories. I'll eat whatever. Okay, all right.
1: I mean, I'm drinking beer right now. I'm joking. Is there any seed oils in China, Bach? I don't know, I think there's, there's wheat. <laughs> there's wheat.
4: I put the seed, anti-seed oil stuff like up there with the tungsten cubes. Things.
0: No, they're um, completely different. Completely they're the same. Different. Tungsten. Like... <laughs> tungsten is a shit coin. Keep sacking stats, freaks. All right. We'll see you guys at Bitcoin 2022. I'm
4: about to piss myself. Read Bitcoin yeah. Magazine. <laughs> we definitely don't want to end the episode with that. That would be <laughs> should <crazy>. should, <laughs> Uh, that would be really bleak. Ending. <laughs>
0: it's going to be worth it, right, guys? What? This life.
4: Pick quit the conference. I'm kidding.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, we, we've all been there. We know how it's, it's going to be. be worth we it. haven't
4: even really got into the, you know, yeah, the bear market yet. Yeah, you can't be saying things. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I and mean. You can't be questioning the worth of it. There, there's absolutely no question in my mind that if you don't invest in yourself and buy a conference ticket, you know, at least you can buy Bitcoin, but you're going to be regretful. Where can we buy conference tickets? Btc forward slash conference. And what code should they use?
4: What would you say to people who would rather TFTC. take that money and stack sats?
2: That's fine. Watch it on live stream.
4: Okay. So you're not going to make
2: an Marty's argument. Marty's literally about to piss now. himself right now. <laughs> no, let's no, I'll be let's fine. make I'll be this fine. take <laughs> longer.
4: You're not going to. I'm actually good name.
2: at holding my pee. I can hold my pee. <laughs> you're not going
4: to make an argument that they should buy conference tickets over
1: Bitcoin. Well, they just hate themselves. It's fine. Hey, I bought chairs for this studio. I'm sitting in a chair. He's a, uh, he,
0: you can't replace the experience of the conference, even with sets.
1: Sure. Yeah. I honestly think going to the conference is going to help you make more sets and hang out with more Bitcoiners. So I encourage it.
4: Well, I mean, a story that I heard recently last year, Natalie Brunel was there handing out t shirts for Coin Stories, like literally showed up, bought a ticket as an attendee, it was like doing her own merch. And now she's going to be on the main stage. at okay. the Bitcoiner, she got involved. She got on Peter McCormick's podcast or did a podcast on McCormick, and the rest is history. Dreams are made at Bitcoin
1: 2022.
0: Well, that dream was made at Bitcoin 2021. Right. New I'm dreams sure. will be made at the, at the Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin conference.
1: It doesn't matter what conference. year, that's for sure.
0: All right. B.TC slash conference. Come join some fellow Bitcoiners. We're going to smash by into the Guinness Book of World Records. I,
4: I, <laughs> it's going to be to make that happen now.
0: It's going to be incredible, gentlemen. Let's go have a night. All right. Cheers, Cheers Marty. Thanks. Peace and love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>